number one Bill Bird did this a couple times. He's like, I started recording like 30 minutes in, dude. I realized my <laughs> shit wasn't recording. <laughs> And that's what we just did. Nah, I gotta get back into the rhythm. Hey, hey, we didn't do anything. Chris's was recording. You did that on your own. <laughs> well, listen up, Scoot. Close to your host with the most Chris Smith as he boasts. We toast as we roast. Any little problem, and we'll fix it in post. Playing devil's advocate as he hits you with jokes. Who can it be sitting dick, next to me? I need your baby's dad. And he's spitting gum at you. Magically schooling all your comic book wannabes. With a hook up in your face and do a tragedy. TV with the chemistry. Dropping recipes and melodies. See, especially using like, dark humor as weaponry. Mentally haunting all your dirty thoughts like an antidino empathy. Discredibility. Discussing history, legacy, hidden city, destiny, felonies. Do you like being choked? Maybe that's what's going on in my head. Heavily alcoholic is talking while I'm trying to play the fucking intro. The alcoholic ass is talking about dicks, pussies, and motherfucking assholes. Welcome, welcome. This is the alcoholic ass. This is fucking 16, man. <laughs> I am Chris Smith. To my right, I got this faggot Andy, and to my left, I got the other faggot. <laughs> I wasn't even laughing. At you. The- I was laughing. I was actually laughing at something. We have had so many problems today. We're finally recording at seven fucking seventeen p fucking m. And if you think it's gonna be three hours, you're fucking tripping. <laughs> yeah, ten, seventeen. But sometimes we get done at twelve. Well, we might. Yeah, we might. Yeah, it's three straight hours. We might, we might give you two hours for this recording. Yep. Yeah, two right. hours. And you're gonna love it. We're recording straight through right now. It's straight through. And we got a three hour the sound podcast. quality's probably a little bit better. I don't know. It sounds good on my headphones. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll put it in the. We got new equipment, ladies and gentlemen. And that's why we started so motherfucking late. All that good stuff. Let's blow past all that. Let's go right into shout outs. I'm gonna shout out to Brutus Ann. She actually interacts uh, with us on SoundCloud. That's really cool. Keep commenting on anything that you like or if you got a question or anything like that. So shout out to Brutus Ann. Right Brutus, um, if you have an iPhone, which you probably don't because you comment on SoundCloud, uh, go ahead and rate and review us on iTunes. Everybody, rate and review us on iTunes. That is a bummer. Speaking. Like if there's a SoundCloud follower, then they're probably not going to rate and review because they probably don't have an iPhone. That's, That's true. My shout out is uh, to a new review that we got on iTunes. Or whatever. I'm reading it on the fucking app. But um, this is actually by far my favorite review that I've read of ours. Um, Whenever something's a favorite, that's saying something for me. So (laughs) I like a thing. (laughs) Um, Anyways, uh, so this particular review is titled Diamond in the Rough. Because we're shiny. Because we shine. And chrome. Because we're sparkly like vampires. Just stick with shiny because that's, that's a yeah, thing from Firefly. And it worked. It totally worked. But um, <laughs> it's written by uh, Jessica Fourteen, capital I, which that's all right. Whatever, man. If you want to do that, stuff that you want to be that person. <laughs> no, but uh, this is what uh, she had to say. Quote: <clears throat> From sex to singing about sex. I thought you were gonna say from sex to sex. <laughs> I doing sex. <laughs> Telling jokes to joking about themselves. These three know how to keep you listening, even when you, you know, you don't want to. <laughs> you always want to. <laughs> Brutally honest. Oh, you can listen. And not for the weak. White person, thumbs up. <laughs> it's a white emoji. Oh, white yeah, it's definitely because she's racist. <laughs> well, it's because her name's Jessica. Yeah, that's a white girl. Only Jessicas are white. <laughs> Like that's white a, girls are named That's Jessica. a thing, right? <laughs> no, only Jessica's are white. Like that's Yeah, I said it. 
<laughs> it made sense the way I said it. I <laughs> no, that made zero sense. <laughs> Anyways, that was my uh, favorite review. Thank you so much, Jessica. Fourteen. Whatever. I hope that's not your age. All right, and who you got, Steve? Steve. Um, I'm gonna give a shout out to an old friend of ours uh, named Freddie Posey. He uh, found out that he listens. Um, I told him a couple months ago to uh, check out the episode we're at. Doctor Dadney gave a shout out to um, Ali, and uh, he did, we kind of did a tribute, you know, towards his. Yeah, shout out isn't the right. No, <laughs> that's a quick. Yeah, to R.I.P. Champ. That's the, that's not what we no. did. Adney gave we a, gave a um, fucking tribute. We spent time and talked about. It was an homage. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we spent time and talked about Muhammad the late Ali. great masturbated out of Muhammad Ali, right? Or was going on a third rhyme? He's a rhymer, right, Adney? He's a rapper. Is that how he's known? Um, shut up. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, I asked him to listen to that episode. I think he checked it out, and then from there, he's actually re posted our uh, show a couple times so yeah Freddie Posey thanks for uh, listening thanks for sharing the show if you're just tuning in what we've been doing the past uh, few, several episodes is we've been going decade by decade starting in the 2010s and working our way backwards each decade the three of us each pick one movie to talk about so three movies total per episode these movies we don't have to say that they're the best we think they're the best of that decade or our favorite because those lists are done all the time you go online you'll find endless amounts of articles or youtube videos about people who think these are the best movies of the decade fuck you we're not going to do that these are just movies that we feel you should either revisit or deserve more attention than they got movies that we really wanted to talk about um the 90s got two parts because fuck off they did mm-hmm. and today we are doing the 70s and you could argue that they could have two they parts. could have two parts because Agreed. the 70s not only was it incredibly gritty and realistic storytelling but it gave us some of the greatest filmmakers of all time it gave us our Kubricks it gave us our uh, Francis Ford Coppola yep. and of course it gave us Martin Scorsese these are our films by decades. If you Netflix and chill with these, you might even get laid. <laughs> That's fucking perfect, dude. <laughs> Mine, you're not gonna get Movies laid. Movies by on. decade. Mine, you're not gonna get laid on. <laughs> aliens? No, I want alien? to do Alien, but I feel like Alien's already like a movie that probably everybody's fucking seen or they at least know of. So I wanted to try to get back to like my other vein that I was in with like Idiocracy and God Bless, Bless America and, and Office Space and and so I picked a movie more along those lines this time do you want to try to guess or should I just everybody play? hate everybody <laughs> that's kind of like <laughs> okay uh, in the 70s 70 70 70 70 I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there throw it right back to me if it's not real <laughs> Grease nope. Grease Grease gross what? That no. movie's about hating everybody <laughs> you hate that movie so technically it's in the same <laughs> you, you should have gave us a hint to start with, because the 70s is going to be hard. So uh, give give us a hint before I guess. 70s is going to be really Robert hard. Robert Duvall bro. is in it. Robert Duvall? Robert Duvall. He's not the main, or even the secondary. Robert Duvall. He's just a... <laughs> Steve's all IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I'm just scrolling through the 70s thing, trying to figure out... Now I'm only thinking of The Godfather, you fucking prick. Ah, that's why I did it. I, I mind bugged you. <laughs> yeah, you piece of shit. What, what strategy, right? What, what other movie did <laughs> <laughs> What other fucking movie was he in? Kramer by Kramer? <laughs> Kramer versus Kramer? Whatever. Kramer by Kramer. Kramer by Kramer. Kramer versus Kramer? That's a Seinfeld oh, fucking shit. spinoff. Okay. Uh, dude. Give us another hint, Chris. Uh, fade it. No. Okay, you can't, you can't 
fucking look up the actors when I won't, fucking I'm Days not, of Thunder. No, that's the Faye 90s. <laughs> Dunaways in it as well. I don't even know so who these. Don't fucking tell me dude. about no Faye fucking Dunaway. Dude, she's a fox in this too. I was like, oh, how you doing? Faye Dunaway. I don't how you know. Doing. Yeah, it's gonna be a little bit harder for sure. French Connection, Taxi Driver, no, nope. fucking One Flew Over Cuckoo's Nest, Star Wars, nope. the, the Deer Hunter, <laughs> Star Wars, <laughs> Star Wars, the Star Wars, um, Star Wars. Now. It's about a TV deliverance. Company. Oh, network. Um, oh, network. Oh my fucking god! I got it. I Good told fucking it. John, I win. Dude. Yep. Oh, why network. didn't I guess that? I fucking love Network. And dude, Robert Duvall is in it. God, so those were good. That fits the thing. <laughs> that hell okay. it does. And it fits my thing. Okay, so I'm not gonna take it anymore. <laughs> okay, hold on. So for the I'm people, over this podcast. I'm not gonna <laughs> take it anymore. I'm sick of your scripts. Stop <laughs> telling me what jokes I can say. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 seriously. Okay, so Chris, for the people out there who have never seen Network, which is probably good like not everybody, pick, and of dude. course, obviously, this is not the Facebook fucking movie. No, it's not the <laughs> social network. Program. Tell us. Uh, what network is about? Give us right, a so network was made in 1976, and it's about. So in those days, you always had like a TV anchor, and you always had news shows and all that great it was stuff. Was a normal face like people knew, like in time news for. I like remember like the opening, whatever. the opening few minutes of Anchorman, how they talked about in the 70s. The anchorman just ruled the TV, <laughs> which exactly. is true. Like people would, there was no internet back then, so people watched news every night. They exactly. sit down. There kids, wasn't a lot of channels. Yeah, kids nope, sit down with their parents. They knew the news reporters. They knew the newscasters. They were friendly. Like that was somebody Johnny you knew. Johnny Carson your, was a guy. Yeah, in your city, you knew the newscaster, and that like that those were the times. And so this, in particular, newscaster works for pretty much the worst company. Worst as in ratings. I mean, they have all the same shit that all the other fucking companies have, or all the other networks have, but their shows just aren't doing as well. And they're really low with their ratings and all that. So they're eventually, they want to fire their guy and they want to go in a new direction and all that great stuff. But the guy on air, as they're like discussing about wanting to fire him, like, hmm, I wonder who we can get and all this Doesn't stuff. he find out though? That's the whole reason that the, what puts this movie like kind of in your call to adventure. He doesn't he like, your catalyst? The main guy. Yeah, your catalyst. The, no, the he main... was already depressed. I just watched oh, okay. it. So he was depressed because he lost his wife, his kids. Oh, okay. So the only thing that he has is the network. Is the network. Yeah. And then his best friend is Max, and Max is like the head honcho of the news division within the network. He's like the guy. Mm-hmm. So I think Max informs him, I think we're going to have to let you go. I, I just wanted to tell you because you're one of my best friends and all this stuff. And so the guy's name is Henry, and he's about to kill himself. He's like, fuck it, I'm over it. And But what is the call to action is that he says it on air. It kind of sets it's the movie live. like in the tone. It sets the tone for the movie. Exactly. For the rest so of the movie, he's yeah. sitting there and then like, you see it from the producers and like the editors and like the switching bays, their perspective in the studio. Behind like, the it's scenes. on air. Yeah. And then he's like talking about how he's going to kill himself like, This on is air live on national Tuesday. television. That'll get us good ratings, <laughs> all this good stuff. And there's only one chick that even noticed what the fuck he was saying because it's just this routine. They're in this routine so fucking much that they don't even really pay attention to what he's saying. They're, they're looking just, at the dials. They're, at they're the moving time. things, they're listening like, to the sound. In two minutes, we got to cut to a commercial. It'll be this commercial, that commercial, all this stuff. And so. And in the background of all that, yeah. this is what he's saying on television. Exactly. <laughs> it's so fucking good. He's like, this is, I'm fucking going to commit suicide. <laughs> <laughs> on air that's gonna give us great fucking rain. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking it's funny but sad like it's a it, sad it's funny sure, it's very yeah, yeah. satire <laughs> satire <laughs> and so 
<laughs> that's your call to action. That's like your first stepping stone. That's your fucking. That's, yeah, that's where, where the movie starts. From. Like that's where you're like, oh fuck, what? Like what? And then yeah, it's page twelve of the script. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then from Deep there, cuts. in Deep the, cuts. from there in the movie, well, you obviously rewatched it, but from there in the movie, that's when sh- people, that's when they start getting ratings. The fact that he said he was going to commit suicide because, like, actually, we call back to George Carlin. The episode last week, George Carlin specifically says in one of his stand-ups that if there was a fucking suicide channel, all of America would be tuned in all day, every day. We get excited from tragedy. We yeah. we we like seeing it. We we get more excited. That's why the news. The news is made from tragedy. They they report fear. It's like, oh, this happened, a death happened, murder happened. Like they, they don't report good shit that happens, like fun things. You no. know, oh, this guy vlogging went to, like you see on fucking Anchorman sometimes like that squirrel, like, oh, look at that squirrel. Remember he's like <laughs> riding skis? But mainly the news look reports that. Or bad say shit. that stupid video about the pig saving the goat or something. <laughs> it was staged by Nathan. And so, so yeah, Nathan for you. They finally get like a tiny boost in ratings. So the next day comes by or whatever, and uh, Howard, I think his name's Howard. I can't, I'm pretty sure. I think it is. Howard. Yeah, I, 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 Henry. I, I, Henry. Oh, I I think it might be Henry. Hold on, I wrote it down because I'm gonna keep referring to him, so I better call him the right fucking name. Yeah, it's Howard Beale. Howard. And so, anyways, he's like, okay, oh, you're right. I fucked up yesterday. I know I'm fired. I know all that good stuff, but I'm not gonna commit suicide on air, and I don't want to go out like that. Like, I feel like I've made a bad name for myself after I've been on air for 25 years, so can I get, like, another try? Like, give me a five-minute little segment, and then I'll I'll do it professionally. I'll go out how I want to go out, and then I'll introduce the next guy up and, like, let everyone know he's taking my spot. And they're like, uh, okay. Like, they cave in eventually. They're like, okay, that's that's fine. Whatever. Go back out there. But it, they only said that, that it's fine because they gave him, he gave him a tiny boost in ratings. And that's all they're fucking focused on is ratings, 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 Yeah, it's all that ratings. matters. Which is what, like, every news Which fucking is, station is. And if we're relevant today, it's the it's like same fucking thing. Every news station is no longer, it's not no longer just about objective news. It's about delivering the news in a way that's going to appeal to your base audience. So you have a news, every news station either appeals to the left or the right on the political party line. And so people basically, I'm going to confirm what you already think and believe, and I'm going to not, I'm going to make you feel smart and make everyone else look dumb who disagrees with you. That's what every station does now. It's good for their ratings. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how they get those ratings, just as long as they exactly. get the ratings. It's like no do. matter what. That's why they let him back on. Because like, well, even if he does commit suicide, yeah. we get a bunch of ratings. <laughs> <laughs> and so maybe we convince the, the next guy. Week, you might see a suicide. <laughs> maybe we get the next guy to commit suicide. So while he's going and getting ready, there's like this meeting with all the higher ups and the executives of said network and like you have the news division and this division this division and they're all having a meeting with like the stockholders and all that so it's a big big meeting all the investors are there all that great stuff and the head of the news company max is now informed by this panel essentially no personal like interaction with the head honcho like the main guy that's running everything nothing like that he comes into this meeting and is learning that his entire fucking um, division is going to be downsized by 50 fucking percent and so he's fucking pissed because this is how he's hearing about it is in this meeting and so after the meeting, he's like, hey, and he goes up to the head on show and he's like, what the fuck is the deal? Why didn't we talk about this? I thought you said that my job was secure when I took this job and all this stuff. And all the dude said is like, we'll talk about it in the morning. We'll talk about it at our 10 a.m. meeting. And he was like, what? And so the guy was kind of just like put in the dark. Well, he gets back to the station. Howard's about to go on and he's like, all right. Howard goes on and Howard starts fucking freaking the fuck out again. I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore and all this fucking <laughs> shit. And he just goes off and 
He's getting a phone call from all the higher ups. Pull him off, dude. His monologue is incredible. Oh my god, dude. That's what I mean. So many great speeches. The main reason I wanted to bring it up was like everyone knows, I'm a Tarantino buff, screenwriting and all that. The fucking dialogue in this movie is so fucking on point. It's retarded. They're using words that we don't use anymore. I wish I was smarter so I could articulate it better than the way they articulated it within the movie, but it just made me appreciate the English language again. I was like, oh, that's... that." There's just such well-put-together sentences and thoughts and monologues. It's beautiful to fucking watch, and actually, it's beautiful to listen Who to. Who wrote the movie? Um, that He actually won a fucking uh, Emmy for it, or an Oscar, or whatever. I can't remember. It's like Pol- Polanski or something. Not Polanski. Roman? Polanski. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! But it no, is some, his, like, his weird m- fucking... Monologues are... His monologue is definitely... You it's can definitely put it on the level iconic. of God Bless America. Like, yeah. the whole thing, like, you don't miss a perfect monologue. It was Patty um, Chayefsky. Chayefsky. Chayefsky? Patty Chayefsky. But the yeah, director they, was Sidney Lemieux. Ah, uh, Lemieux. 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 <laughs> but yeah, they don't miss a monologue in this. It's fucking great. Everything he says is completely fucking accurate about to, even and it today. And holds even the in test today's of time. standards. 76, 30, 40 fucking years later, it's the same exact fucking thing. You have all these news companies doing the fear mongers, doing all that, the left, the right, but it's all for an agenda. It's not like they're actually just reporting what the fuck is happening. They'll create a story. So that's what starts to happen within this movie is... There gets to be a programmer that starts to come within the news division from like the program division or whatever. And she starts creating all these little fucking stories and all these little timelines within the news stories. But she can't really differentiate her own life from a movie. And so like her life is being played out like a script. So really in the heart of the movie, even though it is touching on social issues and everything, it's really about how to maintain a fucking relationship when there's a constant media and news constantly in your fucking face because that's what she couldn't do whereas the other older gentleman was able to do it because he wasn't in this programmer's mode and I gotta write this script and it's gotta be a soap opera and there's gotta be these arcs and it's gotta go up and down and I gotta engage the audience and we gotta pull the audience in and then push them away and pull the audience in he just wanted to do the fucking news but this programmer comes, she's beautiful, they start getting a little flingy-flingy. I don't want to, like, give spoilers, because I do want you guys to watch it. But I will admit, sex it happens. does drag a little sex bit. Happens. Because, I mean, it doesn't drag for me, because I like those type of movies. But for somebody who doesn't like a lot of dialogue, it is going to drag. If you're there a, is a payoff. If you're a Michael Bay around, fan, you might not like the movie, <laughs> like one of those, bro. Like one of those assholes that said fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark was slow. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? If you're a... Fox fan, like a Fox News fan. Oh, you you're not gonna like this not movie. Like the movie, bro. But I, I just thought the the screenwriting was absolutely amazing, and that's why I really chose it. But of course, because it talks about the issues that we have to deal with today, all that great stuff. But I've the, never actually the seen the movie. Really I think fucking. We watched it together good. in Portland, actually. Yeah, that was um, the first time I heard. Yeah, about and it. I heard about it from Craig Domer when I was working at a when I was working at Roxy, so years back, and he's the one that told me I should watch that movie. I think I watched it. Maybe a parts of it, but then I fully watched it, I believe, with you in Portland, yeah, and it's yeah. fucking great. Because during your the film class, obviously, so you're watching good. classic films. That's how I watch Easy Rider. Mm-hmm. That's how we watched uh, fucking Spinal Tap. Easy Rider. But this was also. definitely <laughs> definitely one of them we watched, and it's fucking phenomenal, dude. Yeah, it was a great An incredible movie. movie. Faye yeah. kills it. Like, her performance, like, that's also what really makes it stand off, because there's not a lot of action. There's not. A, it's, it's, it's a lot of 
um, actor on actor play. And so they have to vibe with each other. There has to be this chemistry in order to even make the script work. And you can see that there is with Faye Dunaway, whether if it's with Faye and uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, uh, Peter Finch is the guy who plays Howard Beale. Whether it's between Peter and Faye or um, the guy who plays Na Max is named William and William and Faye or Robert Duvall with Faye or Robert Duvall with William. Like the four of them acted this movie so fucking perfectly that it makes the words jump off of the screen and that's what really is like the big payoff they're just amazing amazing performances and this, all four of them won Oscars for the same fucking that's movie that's fucking like, and then, awesome yeah, all wow. in 76 all four won an Oscar one does like the lead lead and then the supporting and supporting male female male female and then they won the screenplay Award, what the fuck? That's it incredible. I won, won another award too. I can't remember exactly. It's on the top ten for greatest screenplays ever written. That is, I didn't even fucking know that. I, that I is incredible. Awards, Mine has some some a list too. I know My, Rocky won the fucking best picture that year. Oh really? Oh shit. In seventy He just wants to thank you all for giving him the best picture. And he said, Thank you very much hey, for man. everything you did. <laughs> Carl Weathers killed it. <laughs> did he like have a guy on like on like subtitles and just his, his speech wasn't <laughs> it's that the bad back Only then. time the Oscars ever has subtitles. <laughs> his speech was actually like his his speech patterns weren't too bad in that first movie. Uh, okay. Yeah, I know. Until he started getting knocked in the head and then his speech patterns got worse and worse yo, throughout yo, the film. I'm a fighter, you know? <laughs> yo, Gobo, you know? I'm expendable. So uh, yeah, that's my movie. Network, 1976. Watch it. It's pretty easy to I find. might watch it. I might not. I don't know. All right, so I'm tired. You know you guys will be able to guess my movie. So one, two, three, guess. Blazing Saddles. Boom, baby. <laughs> Adney already knew. Instantly. Um, as we know, I was actually planning on talking about this. Adney already knew. My, my 70. It's actually, it is my um, expiration, comedy expiration date. This is as far back as I can trace uh, comedy. What made me laugh the most? I can't find anything prior to this. That this is the oldest movie that still makes you laugh out loud. Oh, still to this day. As you all know, we lost the great Gene Wilder uh, this past week. Um, first thing I did when I got home, uh, me and uh, Dak, we uh, watched Blazing Saddles, and she recorded me just quoting the movie. Like she's behind me, I didn't know she was recording, <laughs> and I'm just, I'm like, I'm sorry, babe, but if you're gonna watch this with me, I'm gonna be quoting the entire movie, and so I was just dialogue the entire movie. Ooh, <laughs> man, drinks like that, he is gonna die. <laughs> really? When? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking incredible. Um, but I had to choose this movie. This was one of the oldest movies I've ever watched, and this was, this was like the first my first touch of comedy, like the first thing I saw ever. And I fell in love with Mel Brooks and I had watched everything Mel Brooks. I mean, fucking Young Frankenstein, which is funny because Young Frankenstein came out the same year yeah. as Blazing Saddles, which is crazy. It's like, damn. Um, Men in Tights, Spaceballs, History of the World Part One, fucking uh, To Be or Not To Be, Four Chairs. Uh, um, it's just, it, the list goes on. Mel Brooks is a fucking genius. But Blazing Saddles, hands on, first one I watched, and to me, it is my all-time. It's all his time. masterpiece. It's fucking absolutely Mel Brooks's fucking masterpiece. Yeah, uh, a lot of people haven't seen it actually. I've talked to a lot of people; they don't even know what it is, which is crazy. crazy. When, when you mention Gene Wilder, just like everyone's post about Gene Wilder, you already can guess what it is: Willy, Willy Wonka, mm. which he did a fantastic job. And what I love about it, Gene Wilder, when he got asked to play Willy Wonka, he sat down the director and said, "The only way I will play Willy Wonka is if I can come out." 
with a limp using a cane. And then I want my cane to get stuck in the cobblestone and I want to act like I'm about to fall on my face and flip. And he goes, what? That's why? Why? And he goes, I want the audience and the kids to know in the movie that I'm a liar from the beginning. He's like, that's the only way. So that was his fucking point of like, oh, also I forgot to mention the producers, which yeah, is coming to uh, El Dorado where you should go see it. Um, that's, I think that was one of his first roles for, uh, for Mel Brooks. I think that's how they really got together. So yeah, Blazing Saddles came out in 1974. I think the movie has a, I think it's like a seven point something, seven point something on IMDb. I can't remember the exact, but the budget was only 2.6 million and it's made 119.6 million. <laughs> He just Fuck. keeps getting that money back. <laughs> but get that, that, you what, get that money. What is, because I think we should, it is basically a spoof of Westerns. Oh yeah, it is. Guess who was written by too? Is it more than one writer, more than Mel Brooks? But guess who was also a part of the writing? You guys would never fucking be able to guess. Well then why would guess. you ask us to guess? Yes. <laughs> Richard Pryor wrote it with him. Oh, oh man, that is awesome. I didn't know that That's until fine. I started researching for this fucking movie. Richard fucking yeah. Pryor. Um, it's a satirical Western. Uh, the movie basically, it makes fun of all the old Western movies. It makes fun of all the old Western shows. And it does a lot of nods and homage towards the shows that were going on at the time. I mean, you get Bonanza, you get the fucking Rifleman, like all these shows that people knew, Little House on the Prairie, that were just, that were there in existence, like around the same time were prior. And Mel Brooks kind of touched on all of them, making fun of all of them. And you get your main character, Bart, which is played by uh, fucking God. a black actor. Oh, Cle- Cleveland, Cleveland Little. <laughs> Uh, Cleveland Little is the black actor's name. Uh, he's fucking great because because at the time this is seventy four. This is right after uh, the end of segregation. A lot of black people weren't in a lot of movies at the time. Like not a whole there was bunch. like this was like the be- like there was people starting to make those black exploitation films, and he basically and Bell Brooks basically like okay I'm gonna take a little bit of that flavor of that cool seventies black guy thing, but I'm gonna make so I'm gonna make my character. This movie's supposed to be taking place in the eighteen hundreds, but I'm gonna make him this really smooth, cool fucking kind of guy and kinda take a little bit of flavor of that and put him in the middle of this western where everyone is the most racist fucking person ever. Oh, but he is going to be the hero of this film. Yeah, and they <laughs> totally make him the hero of the fucking film and his he buddy cop it's a buddy cop movie basically with him and Gene Wilder, which Gene Wilder comes along later in the film. Now, what's great on the number one or on the, um, 100 laughs, I think the uh, the word, 100 years, 100 laughs. And it's like all the best uh, comedies. The American Film Institute has 100 years, 100 laughs. And it's like all the best comedies of all time. And it got number six. There's a couple other things that are on there that like, I've never even heard of that. But I think it's just like, obviously, it's somebody who say someone who's been alive since the beginning of comedy films <laughs> till now, judging it. Basically judges off uh, statistics on what was so funny at the time and what got the most views at the time or the best ratings, all that stuff. So you read all these other movies like, not funny. I know that movie, not funny. That sucks. Like it's, But you have to look at it from a different perspective, not only your own. You have to look at it from people that were alive then and why it was funny then and now. I mean, you look at fucking silent movies and Back then, that's, that was the shit. Three Stooges. You can watch Three Stooges and you can have an appreciation for it, but you, you don't really laugh. It's, it, at the time, it was fucking hilarious. And this is why we talk about comedy expiration dates. And for me, I can go back and watch Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, History of the World Part One, and these still make me fucking laugh uncontrollably. And this movie's came out fucking over 30 years ago. And to me, they Blazing will stand Saddles, the test dude. of time. Blazing Saddles. So takes place Bart, who is 
basically they're he's railroad, a railroad worker. worker and it's like it starts out of like these westerners overwatching the, like they're moving west it takes place in 1874 they're moving west it's like the call out west and it's the wild west at the time they have to run track through like through all these fucking little towns to connect the east coast and the west coast that's the whole fucking point and their overworkers are a bunch of white cowboys and these people are free but they still treat them like they're not fucking free people they treat them like shit like the first thing it's like y'all are working like it's 105 degrees outside can't be more than 114 or he says something like that and then a chinese guy fucking falls on the ground and he goes dock that chink a day's pay for napping on the job <laughs> and that's your fucking intro and it's like why y'all sing when y'all were slaves you used to sing like birds uh-huh. <laughs> and they start singing a Frank Sinatra song it's <laughs> fucking it's like, what in the hell was a, that I get no kick from Ooh. cocaine <laughs> near alcohol doesn't it thrill me at all. all so tell me why should it be blue like true oh true whatever yeah. that I get a kick out of you and they interrupt him they're all whoa 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 what the fuck was that shit <laughs> I made a song a real song like the camp town lady the camp Town lady, oh you know, camp down, <laughs> camp down lady, sing this song, do da, do da, camp down bitch, that five miles long, oh the do da day, gonna run all night, gonna run all day. Hey, what the hey, come down, what in the wide wide world of sports is going on here? I heard y'all lay some track, not to jump around like a bunch of Kansas City faggots. And this movie. Like, this is 74, people. This movie came out, if it came out now, this movie would not exist now. It would get an uh, an, uh, NC-17. I promise you now. The fucking blatant racism in this movie would not hold up. People would freak the fuck out nowadays. But that's the beauty of Mel Brooks. he, He would, Mel Brooks is a Jewish filmmaker and writer. And he's dealt with plenty of fucking... Uh, he fought in World War II, Yeah, he fought way. in World War II. He was in World War II. <laughs> Want to hear a good thing about him? Check it out. He basically... They overthrew the Germans at one part, and they were on a different side. Like, they took the Germans, pushed them back, and they were on one side of, like, a lake or a river or something like bridge. that. Or as a bridge. And he... They have a German speaker. And what does Mel Brooks do? Starts playing Jewish music nah. on the American side. Because, yeah, because the Germans would have these giant speakers where they would just talk and, like, they would just try and yell shit at the Americans to I can't understand what they're saying. <laughs> and everything. Like, they do that. Remember in Saving Private Ryan, they're all, the Statue of Liberty is kaput. <laughs> shit like that. They basically had that at a bridge. Mel, they took it. Mel Brooks got on there and started playing Jewish music just to piss him off. Which is fucking great. And he was super young in the world. That was the beginning too. of his comedy career. <laughs> yeah. After that, they send, there's uh they find out like, there's quicksand and they have to send Bart, oh, send a couple, he's like, we should send some horses. Like, Don't send some horses, send over one of them. <laughs> and uh, so they send Bart and his friend, they start singing the fucking song that the white guys were singing <laughs> and they fall into the quicksand and as uh, Tagger and the other guy, I can't remember his name, go over there to get him out. They act like they're about to rope out um, your main character, Bart and the other dude, but they rope around the handcart. And they pull it out, and he goes, damn, that was lucky. Damn near lost me a $400 hand cart. <laughs> and the black guys are like, what the fuck, dude? So Bart gets out. He hits the assistant of your main protagonist. He hits him on the head with the shovel. And then he gets basically told that he's going to be hung. So Bart's about to be hung. And the guy that got hit in the head with the shovel 
goes to this guy named Headley Lamar. And Headley Lamar is, he's the one that's trying to run the railroad track through this town called Rock Ridge. And it's a bunch of like, everyone has the same last name, Johnson. Uh, it's like a, incest it's, joke. It's supposed to be like super incest, like white bread, like small mountain town. <laughs> or like a small desert town, almost like in South Park. And they're trying to run run that through there. So basically he's like, well, what's, what the, what's the way we could do it? So they want a sheriff. They need a sheriff for the town. So he goes, well, why don't we send over that black guy, Bart, that's about to be hung, we can make him sheriff. They'll be pissed off because they're all a bunch of racist fucks because it's 1874. So they're like, oh, he's about to be hung. Seconds away from being hung. They get Bart in there. They fucking hire him to be sheriff of the town. Then they go to the governor, which is Mel Brooks, and they have to convince the governor to pardon him and to make it okay that he can be basically the sheriff. And when he introduces Bart to the governor, he's like, come here, come here. And he puts his arm around Bart, but he's looking left, so he goes, are you kidding me? Can't you see that that man is a nit? I'm sorry, excuse me. And he grabs the other guy, and he says the same thing. And it's like, well, no, it'll be fine, basically. And this is where Bart gets, the, he gets to be fucking sheriff. So it comes over to the next scene, he's like all in velvet and shit. Is this like, velvet, like amazing fucking <laughs> just cowboy suit? It's and bad he's just ass. walking around, and he's just like, yeah, I'm the sheriff now. Yeah. I'm a big shot. He's on his horse, and there's a fucking live band playing in the middle of the desert. And it's like a live, like it's an uh, all-black band. At the time, it was like all-black big band. What's funny is like, there's like everyone in the town is all gathered together. Like, well, I can't wait to meet our new sheriff. I, we're so excited. And then he walks in. like or he's, he's in the horse. He's going down and he's like, he's like, hey. And then one of the guys that's like, a, he seems like the only southerner redneck, like mountain guy in the town. Everyone talks fine. This guy's like, yeah, well, yeah. He's like one of those. And he goes, your name is coming. And then it was like, yeah. And he's like, he's looking with his eyeglass and they're like, ring the bell. And they start, bong, bong. And they're like, like, yeah, they're super excited. And they have like a welcome sheriff sign and everything. And he looks a little closer in his eyeglass and he sees that it's Bart, Sheriff's Black. And he goes, hey, the sheriff is a nip bang. <laughs> and he goes, what'd he say? I think he said the sheriff is near. <laughs> oh man, it's fucking great. And then he comes up and everyone gets fucking quiet. He's just, all you hear is hoofs. To do coming into town, Bart and he's like has this he's big talking. ass smile on his face. He's like, he's yeah. like tipping his hat. <laughs> he's all, all right. I'm really happy for this. Like, he's like so excited that he's getting this welcoming party, but everyone is dead silent. Like, what the fuck is going on? And he's like, all right. And then he walks up to the podium. He stands on stage. He's like, all right. I'm really happy to be. Here. So and he don't, pulls out. Don't he, mind me while I whip this out. And everyone's like, ah, <laughs> But he, he whips, whips out, out a little speech. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, about to. He starts reading from like this decree from the governor, and then he notices that. Everyone in the town is slowly pulling out a gun about to shoot him. And then he like he's like, oh shit. And then he realizes like, oh, I'm totally fucked. And what does he do? He pulls out his own gun. He goes, he goes, wait for it. And he goes, oh. and everyone's like sitting there hella quiet. And he goes, damn that. Damn that girl, kill him. And he has his own hand up to his like, is anybody going to help that poor man? And he holds his own gun to his head and he pretends like he's holding himself hostage. And he goes, stop it. I'll kill the nigga right now. <laughs> Drop your weapons. Drop. And everyone puts their weapons away and he gets and he slowly into walks backwards. his sheriff office. He goes, help, help, shut up. <laughs> He's doing two voices and he goes, do what he say. Do, do what, what he, he say. And he goes to the sheriff office and he's like, oh, you are. Like he, he compliments himself for being an actor. And then he says, and they are so dumb. He breaks the fourth wall right there. Talks <laughs> to the screen. And then, so that's basically your intro to the movie. That's what you get. And then from there, he meets Gene Wilder's character, which I think is the best character Gene Wilder's ever played. That's my personal opinion. Mm. I love the Waco kid. 
His introduction's great. And what's funny is Jima was not supposed to be in this movie. There was another guy hired to be in this movie. But he actually, just like the character in the movie, was a bad alcoholic. He started fucking getting really, really sick on set. Gene Wilder was, I believe, asked in the beginning to play it, but he was doing something else at the time. So they hired this other guy. And the other guy got really fucking sick, and Gene Wilder was in between movies, so he finally did Mel Brooks a favor, which was his good friend. And he says, okay, I'll come and play the Waco kid. And to me, that's the best character. And luckily, he got that role. It was like... it. it so happy that this guy actually it was like the Robert England thing that I talked about him not really gonna he wasn't gonna get the role at first but then something came about to where he actually did get the role as Freddy Krueger and it was perfect casting serendipitous yeah. and, and what he plays is as like he plays a character called the Waco Kid he's this legendary gunfire thing it's incredibly, the kid it's Billy the Kid yeah. it's incredible it's incredibly fast hands but he just because of something he explains in the movie in dialogue about the past, he he's done fighting and he's just and he doesn't even eat food. All he does is drink. And he's in the when uh, Bart goes into the sheriff's station, he sees him in one of the cells and he's just this drunk and all he wants to do is drink himself to death. But Bart kind of inspires him to kind of get a little bit more sober and to help him out. They become buds and they start working together to save the town of Rockridge from this railroad that's being come through. And that's when it becomes clear that this guy, Hedy Lamar, is your main antagonist. He and all of his people are trying to destroy the town, and Bart is trying to save this town, even though these people don't appreciate it. These people do not like him. They hate his guts. And he's going to try and save their lives, even though he knows they hate him. It's that real hero aspect of him. It's like, I know they're not going to appreciate it, even if I do save them, but it's the right thing to do, and I'm going to do it, and I want you to help me. And the wake of kid is like i'm gonna help you because there's just something about you and uh that's basically that's yeah. that's where the movie takes off i don't want to ruin anything else like i, I do review most of my and just, to, <laughs> just to tie it into it, like a minute ago and then there's this one uh, character and this huge strong guy named mongo, mongo who walks up to a guy on a horse and then punches the horse in the face and the horse falls down mm. like no, passed out mongo comes into the town Riding a bull. <laughs> yeah, and here's the thing is, like, that's an old legend about Roberto Duran, is that he once punched and knocked out a horse. <laughs> oh, shit, seriously? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> what year was Roberto Duran? Uh, he turned pro in 1968, won uh, the lightweight title in 72. So maybe that was... I think that might have been an homage, like, because at that time he was already champ for two years already, like, this guy is the shit. That's so. fucking crazy. But, um, yeah, the movie is Blazing Saddles. It is historically one of the best comedies of all time if every comedian that you talk to anybody who appreciates comedy they will know this movie they will know mel brooks mel brooks is looked at as one of the best comedy writers at least from that time to now um and one of the best producers directors i mean he's done a lot in film uh the guy is a fucking genius mel there's brooks so many gags and great one-liners and just amazing jokes throughout the film we're not gonna try to fucking and, say and other films too and other films giving them like other films have given the other films are no, no, concentrating no. on blazing shadow that's what i'm saying other film i'm saying other films have given homage towards mel brooks's films fuck those other films jokes. Watch blazing saddles. uh so yeah check out check out blazing no saddles <laughs> check out blazing saddles if you haven't seen it you need to unfuck that right now because it is fucking incredible and i promise you you'll laugh your fucking ass off all right, um, bef- like I know my movie. I know you guys haven't seen it, but um, you're not even gonna guess it. I don't even think there's a point in guessing. Um, uh, it's not. It's not a famous movie. Not at all. Not. not I haven't not, even seen it. Not in your guys' world. I don't it's think. Jaws, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what's funny is I talked about in the intro to this in, to this section that uh, the '70s gave us so many incredible films Godfather and filmmakers. Godfather Part One, Part Two. Jaws, <laughs> Apocalypse Now. <laughs> like, there's so many um, oh, and of course, fucking Star deer Wars. hunters. Ta- our taxi driver, deer hunter. Like, th- th- 
a fucking great movie. Mean Streets. We got like yeah. the opening. We got the, these. There's so many incredible movies that introduce us to those great filmmakers like Kubrick, Steven Spielberg, Martin Scorsese, Coppola. But those, those, know those movies them. have been talked about endlessly and Seriously. are beloved and well respected. And although I think if you haven't seen them, you're you should fucking see them and don't be a fucking moron. Like Stevie said a little while ago, you know, unfuck that. You right need now. to unfuck that. Yeah, unfuck those movies. Um. <laughs> oh, what happened to Chris Smith talking about Chris Smith? <laughs> that went away real quick. <laughs> I miss that. I miss that character. Uh, my, movie, my movie, to tie it back once again, is actually a boxing movie. Oh, of course it is. It's not Rocky, so don't worry. Uh, <laughs> it's not a real boxing movie, is it? <laughs> your, fucking, your idol is a fucking fictional character, Philadelphia. Uh-huh. Seriously. Shout out to Bill Burr you last week. You got Joe Frazier, one of the greatest heavyweights of all time, who was the just the, the very essence of heart and determination and yet you'd rather idolize a fake guy. Ugh. Ugh. Gross. Fuck off, Philadelphia, with your racism. Get over it. racism. Anyways, um, my movie, I'm not, like, because I was actually, even with all those great movies, after I heard about uh, the passing of Gene Wilder, I was like, I should probably just do Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory because that's one of my favorite movies of all time. I've wanted to make a Willy Wonka costume for about mm, 10 years. Dude, I would love and, uh, to do that. Uh, that movie, I think, I, that's actually my favorite Gene Wilder performance is in Willy Wonka, and I think that what Tim Burton and Johnny Depp would was a fucking travesty he, he, and a Gene crime Wilder against hated, humanity. Gene Wilder fucking hated He didn't even want to watch that it. Version, he's, dude. he's like, I'm a, I don't want to be disappointed in Johnny Depp, so I'm not going to watch it, <laughs> is what he said. But um, yeah, the movie was horrible. But uh, Willy, Wonka, Willy Wonka is a, fuck, is a perfect film. Oh, so dude, shout it's out. great. Um, anyways, didn't want to do that. Uh, but I, ended up, I was like, I don't, I'm not just going to switch over. And since you already talked about uh, Gene Wilder at length, I feel much better about this pick. Um, my movie is called The Great White Hope. Never um, heard of it. I know you haven't, guys. <laughs> uh, it's basic. It's not. You've never an, actually watched it, huh? You just spark noted nah, it? <laughs> I own it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you watch, still never watched watch, it, though, did you? Watch your mouth. You just read the back? Sounds like a great movie. I'm going to talk about this. If it, we ever have a podcast in the future. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a direct uh, biopic of a fighter, but it's fucking pretty goddamn close it was actually originally a play and then was adapted uh, to the screen this movie came out in 1970 so just the beginning of the decade um the great white hope is really the story of jack johnson the first uh, black heavyweight boxing champion of the world um but in this movie the name is jack jeffries Clever guys. I'm trying to think Jim Jeffries mix him with fucking Jack Dempsey a little bit. Yeah, they uh, oh, they basically James Earl Jones. We gotta mix two boxes. Uh-huh. That's how, yes, James it does, Earl Jones. It does star so Darth Vader is in this movie. Yeah, it stars James Earl motherfucking Jones who played the character on Broadway. Oh shit! Won a Tony. Is that how he started? For his performance? Was yeah, Broadway performance. Yeah. What? He won a Tony and the and the play won a Tony as well. Uh, and he won a performance, and the main actress that plays uh, the love interest, she was also in the play as well. They basically all came to the screen because they did such an amazing job on stage that they brought it into the movie. James Earl Jones shows up, and he plays the the character uh, Jack Jeffries. And what's great, he actually has a great body for, uh-huh. like, for 1970. You wouldn't expect, like back then, like they weren't really had great bodies they in movies. And up, to think, like, like James Earl Jones went from that to screen, and then from there, you get the best role he's ever done, Coming to America. Like that <laughs> is incredible. Now, this was like the star, and like you could tell, like, and he he plays it really well. And of course, uh, Jack Johnson, 
uh, for those you don't know, became the heavyweight champion of the world in 1908. And... Uh, eventually lost it in 1915 so that's the era that the movie takes place in uh, and of course obvious fucking racism rampant everywhere uh jack johnson was actually uh the child of freed slaves his parents were born slaves and eventually freed and that's the life that he grew up in he grew up like fighting in fucking circus acts and shit and then eventually became a professional boxer uh the movie uh, takes place and he's already a huge uh, presence and he's trying to get a title shot but because it's America in the turn of the century they're like oh fuck them we can't like they, they can't s- have this nigger one in a championship <laughs> or even fighting for it or they, even fighting yeah, for it yeah nigger said a lot in this movie just letting you know nigger said a lot um, <laughs> they didn't meet Quentin Tarantino though <laughs> no movie like you can't have a nigger fighting for the heavyweight champion. What, what about this? Is not decent, and it's just so horror, horrible, horrible racism throughout the film. It's a, it's, it's a very serious movie. Um, but they show him, they show him how he had to basically chase the heavyweight champion all over the fucking world and have to fight in Australia to finally get his title shot, goading the guy, making fun of the guy. And finally getting the shot. And, of course, he toyed with him and just whooped his ass. Because, like in real life, the real-life Jack Johnson was a masterful, masterful boxer who toyed with all of his opponents. And he did so basically just to make white America even matter. Um, that's what this movie does really well. Is And James Earl Jones specifically is... You'll see these people yelling out these racist, just horrible, horrible things. People, these high-powered people who are above him, treating him just like scum. And in his face for half, and every time it happens for like in his face, you see for half a second, the pain. It hurts. He hates it. He hates that he has to deal with this. It's not right. It's not fair. It's not okay. But then you see him swallow it down, just puts that slap through his heartache, and then he just puts on a smile. And he goes, and he plays to it. And he goes, all right, yeah, hate me. I'm going to love it. And he just like Jack Johnson, doing, he would always smile with his gold teeth and drive these fast cars and go out drinking. He would date white women and he would just goad over white opponents that he knocked out just to drive everyone even madder and just like fucking reveling in it. Like, yeah, you say I'm not good enough. You say I'm not a human being, but I'm whooping every fucking boy you give me. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. James Earl Jones does an amazing job. And there's like this, in, the, in one of the early scenes, I'm actually going to post a video of it on Instagram. Why don't we post, yeah, post it on this. our page? Yeah, because I, I recorded it on my page. phone. I was like, this is such an amazing scene. It's basically, it's like, a, he's at a weigh-in for a really big fight. It's Because it's actually, this fight in the movie is modeled after the original fight of the century. That happened here in Reno. Oh, Jack yeah. Johnson versus Jim Jeffries. They basically yep. recreate that in the movie. Different names, of course. But it's... We're take, they, they, it's like it's it's fucking like beat for beat what happened in real life. They go to this guy who had, he's a former undefeated heavyweight champ who's now on a fucking alfalfa farm, and they go and recruit him. We need you to win the title back for the white race. He's like, fuck yeah, I hate black people. I'm gonna do this. <laughs> he comes back. <laughs> That's what you're talking about Jim Jeffries. That's how we got shout out to last week. Yeah, Jim Jeffries. Yeah, yeah. How course, Adney figured uh, out it was Jim Jeffries, the comedian. He thought it was a documentary about Jim Jeffries, the boxer. Yeah, the race is fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like so. Uh, I forget his name in the movie. They change all the names really like drastically. But it, like if you know boxing, if you know the history of boxing, you're like, oh my god, this is so blatant. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> but uh, it's really cool. And uh, he comes back and like they're at a weigh-in, and they basically like they sit down on these big old scales to weigh him out. And like uh, James Earl Jones just looks over and he's like, hey man, how you doing? 
All right. Like, look at the guy. He's like, the guy, the white dude is just steaming. Like, they're about to fight, and they're doing the weigh-in right before the fight. He's steaming like he hates him. And then James Rosone's just smiling at him like, hoo I'm going to whoop you. No. And he's like, oh, what do you say? Isn't this great? All this fuss is coming down to a good old scrap. And slams him on his slams his hand on his shoulder, like <laughs> laughing at him. The white dude gets all pissed, like, let's go do this. And he runs to the ring. And like Did the rain right before the ring? Right before yeah, the yeah. fight? Oh, yeah, and so cool. and then all of a sudden, like uh and then everyone starts yelling all these all these fucking race, racist shit, and he's just kinda like smiling at him, like, yeah, whatever. Say whatever you want. Doesn't change the fact I'm gonna whoop your boy again. He looks over and he sees a couple of black people in the back, and he's like, Hey, how you doing there, home folk? And he goes and he's like, hey, how you doing? He's all shaking all their hands That's and everything. That's so fucking and cool, dude. He's like saying, and there's a priest there. And he's like, hey, I just want you to know we're going to be praying for you. He's like, praying, huh? Came all the way down here to pray for me. Really? He's kind of like, he's kind of, he's, he's salty about it. He is salty. Mm. And, one of the, and one of the guy is, one of the guys like, you know, we're praying for you. What you mean for us? He's trying to signify that you represent us black folk. And then uh, James replies like, I know what he signify. All right. I'm big, but I ain't dumb here. Nah. You want right now? You think he's like you think that I'm gonna make you proud if I wh- if I whoop this boy? You think it's gonna make you feel proud to be black? He's like, yeah, I'd be proud to be colored if you win. I'd be proud to be colored tomorrow. He's like, boy, if you ain't there already, all the boxing and all the nigga praying in the world ain't gonna help you. Damn, dude, that's fucking strong. He delivers it so incredibly yeah, too. That's fucking and then he, and he's like, hey, strong. What dude. you get? Why you getting like all like that? Like. You know what? You look colored, but you ain't thinking colored. Mm-hmm. That's what the priest says to me. He's like, hey, man, I'm thinking colored past thinking colored. I'm so busy thinking colored, I can't think of nothing else. I'm the one out here. You say you're praying for me? Boy, you ain't praying for me. You're praying for yourself. You ain't, it, The prayer, it's about winning, so you feel good. Never, the prayer ain't ever, Lord, please help this man not get his nose broke. Lord, please... Please don't let this man get shot at when he's leaving the ring. You don't care about me. You care about yourself. And he fucking takes off. Fuck. It's like, God, that was powerful. Dude, <laughs> that is extremely fucking powerful. The, the powerful James Earl Jones. <laughs> the powerful <laughs> James Earl Jones, dude. He's so amazing in this movie. I um, gotta watch this, dude. This sounds fucking incredible. And the actual I've never fight, heard I got, of this. That was great reviews. I've never even heard of this. It's fucking amazing. The actual fight scenes are pretty, for 1970, are the shit. Now, for like... That's the thing about Hands of Stone. It's like you, like in a post-Creed world, you're not allowed to hire non-boxers to be your fighters in your movies anymore. Like, no, it's that you change. They change the game by hiring boxers. You don't have to. Your main character can be an actor. Just put him through enough training. But the people he's fighting in the movie, they need to be real fighters, or else your movie's gonna suck. Not really suck, but just not be where it could be. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's a step. There's a step up on boxing films now. They obviously you gotta reach that level. There's a there's a fucking there's a bar set now. You can't. Ryan Coogler is bar. the fucking one Fruitvale Station was amazing Creed was amazing and now he's gonna do Black Panther and I bet that's gonna be amazing anyways back to my other movie <laughs> uh, The Great White Hope um, he, of course obviously he wins that fight and dominant and uh, he ends up meeting this uh, white girl and he falls in love with her white girl and they get married and of course what Got there's that no <laughs> worse way to piss off a racist white dude than for a black guy to be fucking a white girl there's no, no, nothing's, nothing's better nothing's better I'm trying to do to the white folk what the fucking white folk been doing to us fuck them uh, <laughs> what's exactly. that from fucking uh, gotta be or don't be medicine south central way drinking yeah, juice yeah. in the hood that's one of my favorite quotes ever he's like so what man how come you talk of all that Nubian god of shit and then go date a white girl fool cause and I'm just trying to do 
to white folks what they have been doing to us for 400 years. Oh yeah, what's that? Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible line. It's one of the best lines of that movie. Dude, I, the Waynes Brothers killed it with that movie. But go back to this movie. <laughs> go back to James Earl Jones and his amazing performance. <laughs> Fucking love that movie. Um, and, they, and like what they do is they show him like just being this like amazing, incredible, just like a hundred miles an hour figure. You know, he's larger than fucking life. And they do a great job of him in certain moments showing he's not, that's not who he, he does kind of play it up. He is this really nurturing, nice guy who did love this girl. Um, a lot of this stuff is fictitious and everything because Jack Johnson, the real Jack Johnson dated several white girls, not Ooh. just one. Yeah, he was getting his. Oh, he was getting Yeah. Uh-huh. And he does, there's a, there's scenes where he like, he's dealing with um, his family or just black folk who are, who are like accusing him of like being an Uncle Tom or doing this, doing that. Um, he has to run, like, and they do something that happened in real life is that the United States government basically were like, we have to stop him from being champ, but no one can actually beat him legally. So either we're going to drug him or we're going to, we have to put him in prison. And they said, oh, well, you traveled to a different state with your wife, but we're going to say that according to the Mann Act, you traveled across the state with a young girl for um, unmoral purposes. No. So you're going to prison. And he basically, like, escaped escaped the country and ran over to uh, Europe to try and fight there and everything, which he did. And so they show him doing that in the movie and um, him like being conflicted about it and him like hating like everything, just like him just, everything is just piling on his shoulders. Everything's just getting worse and worse. He's still trying to smile at it and fight through it, but he just can't. And like they reach an all time fucking low in the movie and he just basically, it's like him just wanting to fucking give up. And they're telling him like, look, we can make all this go away if you throw this fight. No, fuck. And dude. it's a fight against this giant, enormous man. The fight can happen in- Mother Russia. <laughs> like he's hiding it out in Mexico um, with his wife. And he's like, you just fight. And like that, what they're paralleling is in real life, Jack Johnson in 1915, he lost the title to Jess Willard, nicknamed the Man Mountain mm. because he was fucking enormous. That's exactly what they're paralleling. And the movie is different. They're saying that, like, we want you to throw this fight. If you throw this fight... Oh, so in real life, he just lost, but they're trying to yeah, he got parallel old. He, he, he got old. Oh, okay. Um, he did claim afterwards that he threw the fight, but it's like, I'm not so sure, Jackie. Mm. Who knows? Who knows, dude? It was fucking 1915. Yeah. What's, but, well, sorry, what's sad is, like, you see throughout history of boxing specifically, these people that did become champs. Like, you always... Like, you get the whole thing, uh, Jackie Robinson, you know, first... Blackout. No, you get Joe Lewis, who was the first real black American fucking hero for boxing. But Jack Dempsey obviously was also like, Jack Johnson. or Jack, sorry, <laughs> Jack Johnson was also a, an African American fucking like hero to the people, almost like some of the people, yeah, or at like, least even if you and were, even, and even if before you're a boxing that, like, fan, like there you go. Yeah, you talk about breaking color barriers. Joe Gans was the first black heavyweight or first black champion at welterweight. And then Jack Johnson, the first black heavyweight. And then Joe Lewis, the first black champion who was beloved. And then Sugar Ray Robinson, you get all these greats and that, you you see all this, those all those are chronologically before Jackie Robinson. But anyways, back to this, oh, sorry, I, wanna... I was gonna just say, but like the 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 range of like them getting fucked over by other things, like Joe Lewis getting fucked over by tax evade, or them saying he fucked over, fucking with them through it's taxes. It's the government the and government. people going after them, not them fucking up. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> these people are getting fucked. It's like not until Ali came along and actually said, "No, fuck that." Like this is what's wrong. You know, like he actually making got... a statement on it. He still got fucked too. A little bit. But I'm like now, cool. like, but no one's getting fucked now. It's like you get all these people. You you get this fucking scale of of fucking black fighters who were getting fucked with by the government for being 
athletes for being fucking great for just athletes. For being really good at what they do. Which is so fucking stupid. Sorry, back yeah, to your thing. Yeah, because we're a white man, okay? There ain't <laughs> what? nothing better than the white you man, white power. You can't black and white, man. the white man, white power. <laughs> it's, just, it's fucking brutal, man. It's like you can look back at the timeline and be like, fuck you, gringos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm right and we're there still with dealing you. with it today. Yeah. Like, and, 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 um,. So like so the movie like that's the last fight in the movie is them against this like it's this parallel between Jack Johnson's fight with Jess Willard. It's in the movie Jack Jeffries against this giant guy and he's telling like if look if you throw the fight and you let him win, we'll reduce your sentence to almost nothing and we're actually gonna give you a hundred thousand dollars. That's your that'll be your purse. Oh dude, that's like in 1915, $100. That's fucking... Where's the fight? I'll throw the fight right now. <laughs> but of course, he's so proud. He's refusing. He's not even allowed to fight. This is the only fight he could actually be licensed for, and it's for all this money. It'd be so easy, and like he'd be go able to go back to America, but he's just too... He's like, I can't do that. I, I, my, his pride won't let him I do think it. That's, I think that's more awesome. Like That's fucking great. Like he was like, "Fuck you, my pride." End, I'm um, already passing in color. Like that, uh, right there. Him, they kind of forced. But then he was uh, broke when he yeah, retired. Yeah, but they, but he they, was uh, broke already. He's living in Mexico, not even in, like in a shack. But they foreshadowed that with him but saying, "I'm already passing his wife, in color." His wife is still, wife is still beside him. Um, I will say, like the fight, like the fight does end up happening. I'm, I'm gonna fuck. I'll spoil it. His wife's like, "Just do it. Just fucking do it. We need, we need something. Like you're, you're withering away here, Jack." You're gonna die here. Nothing. I know that's not what you want. That's not what you deserve. Just please do the fight. You deserve to have something after this stupid career of yours. And he can't do it. And so he basically tries to drive her away and he purposely acts like this monster towards her to try and drive her away. He's like, go back. You can go back. You go back to the US. You live with your family or whatever. Find someone else to be with, whatever. And he's just trying to like fuck her up to get her to run away. But he's too harsh, and she ends up throwing herself down a well, and she dies. What? And like, and he's in this moment where this per, this guy from the FBI, who's been orchestrating this entire thing to go after him this whole time, shows up in Mexico with this Mexican sheriff, and they are sitting there and they're holding guns. I'm like, he's like basically like, look, you need to do this right now. Or and then, um, he just goes, oh yeah, I don't have to do it because I'm here in Mexico. See, your laws don't matter here. And then the Mexican's like, I'm sorry, Jack, well, we can't hide you anymore. Their government's allowed to ask our government for help. I can't. There's nothing I could do, man. Just do it. Like you can see that this guy cares about the champ, and he keeps calling him champ. He's like he has respect for him. Like I'm sorry, man. Like you have to do it. You have to go with the gringo. So he and, just jumps in the well. And uh, Jack, he goes, "No, nah, man." He tries. He's about to run away, and he pulls out his gun. And he's like, pulls out, and all their guns are pointed at, and he's just kind of breaking down. He's like starting to tear up, and he goes, "Come on, give me a break, man. Come on, just a break." He's like, "We can't do it." And then in walk in with his wife, dead body, lifeless. And he goes, oh, my God, what happened to her? And he picks her up, and he puts her on the table where he usually lays down. And he's like, oh, my God, he's trying to wake her up. And they're like, she broke her neck, Jack. She's gone. And then he just starts – he breaks down crying. He's like, this is all my fault, blaming himself. Like, I, I, I could have prevented this. I wasn't so fucking prideful. He's like, I'll do your fight. I'll do your, I'll do your fight. And the movie ends with him. He goes and does the fight. And they take a little late, bro. A little late. It's a, it's, <laughs> it's a tragic story. And he goes and does Damn, the fight. And like they dude. basically tell him, he's like, all right, remember Jackie, like talking to his team, like, look, Jack, remember, night now is the time to go down. In this round, when you go out for this round, you need to fall down. 
And he's just like, okay. And he's been he's been letting himself get beat up a lot throughout the fight. And then finally he just says, you know what? Fuck it. And he goes after the guy and starts beating the shit out of the guy. And now it becomes this great brawl between them. They're both getting knocked down, drag out brawl. It just gets all fucking crazy. But in the end, Jack Jeffries loses. Yeah, because you told us that. <laughs> yeah. He does lose. But he, he walks loses, away. Like, everything. It it does. He does lose everything, and it's 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 a really conflicting story of. Does he even get the money? Because he didn't go. He down does. A certain uh, he does get the money because he did lose. He did lose. That's they what he said. But the movie ends with right after the fight, he's walking out, and his his handlers like help him carrying him, and some journalist asks him some questions. He goes like, he's like, "Did you give it your best, Jack?" He's like, "Of course I did. Give it everything I had." He's like, "Did you really?" He goes, "Really? Hey man, I ain't got time for no reallys." Y'all people have all your reallys. I don't deal with reallys. And they walk away. And he's like, all right, let's make make way for the kid. And they have, and a crowd of people are carrying the new champ down the hallway. And he just kind of get one last, like he, the last scene is him looking over, seeing him pass by, like it's over. And then he walks slowly down a hallway with his team. And that's the end of the movie. Fuck, it's a tragic dude. story. It's a tragic story, not just about racism, uh, but about pride. Yeah. It's a, about how pride can help you through. It's about no matter. But it like, also be your downfall. Exactly. Right? Like, that's that's, that's, a, that's even a fucking network or a theme in network too. It's pride. That's how crazy. pride. Pride is what got him through. So it's a religious pride movie. In him, <laughs> pride in himself got him to where he was. Pride in himself is like that's what he talked about to that kid. He's like, you need to be proud of yourself. Boxing ain't gonna help you. Praying ain't gonna help you. You need to be proud of yourself, no matter what. Yeah. No matter if I win or lose, but you should be is, proud of who you are. Yeah. You only have one fucking life to live. You're gonna be you for the rest of your. You might as well be proud and be happy with who you are. Mm-hmm. But Damn, there is a, there's also a lesson about you know poking the bear. You know what I mean? And uh, being being careful. Like when the people are around you are starting to get hurt, that's when you need to put your pride in check. Yeah. Put your pride aside. I think that's like the whole thing is like put your pride aside for. For the outcome, it's like I think you need to put your pride aside for your wife. Just when look it, at it, when look it comes at it in somebody no, else's like, eyes. I think, not what I took away, what I took away from the movie was when when your pride, when keeping your pride hurts the people around you, that's when you need to put it in check. So that's my movie. Um, I absolutely love it. It's one of my top ten greatest boxing movies of all time. I think it's absolutely fantastic, and I definitely suggest you see it for a young James Earl motherfucking Jones killing it. <laughs> So to recap, we got Network, 1976. We have Blazing Saddles, 1974. And The Great White Hope, 1970. You weren't there. You don't understand. You didn't watch us as we burn the man, burning man. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Oh man, I forgot we were gonna talk about those. Surprise! Too, yeah. I forgot. Surprise! No, bro, we gotta talk about that because there was real, bro. It was like an experience that you just, you just, you just like. It's like you just, you can't. I just, I got some stuff you should read. <laughs> <laughs> I really do, though. <laughs> so, Burning Man happened this past oh, week. Oh, it did, bro. And uh, the reason why it's such a big deal. You guys is because we live in fucking Reno, and Reno is the stop off. It's the most Isley for the worst scum and villainy that is Burning Man. It's where people come before they go to Burning Man. It's where they come after they leave Burning Man. It's the first stop in town. Like yeah. everyone comes there. This is this is where they meet up. Like when we go, oh, let's go camping. Let's meet up at the Walmart. Everyone meets up at the Walmart before they go to Burning Man. 
And, and they'll hang out for days afterwards. And this is going to be a little controversial thing because Chris fully loves Burning Man. He's fully on it. That's kind of like his thing. Adney and I do not. We're not, not really for it. It's not that like we thing. hate Burning Man. It's not that we hate Burning Man. We just hate the ad. For me, it is totally the, it's, it, it's the goth, the gothic kids from South Park. It's like, well, the only way you can, you know, be a burner is if you, you got to be a nonconformist. You just can't, you can't, you got to go against the government. You just can't conform to the government. And, well, how do I do that? Or society. Well, you just, you just gotta, you gotta dress like us and listen to the exact same music we do. <laughs> like that to me is like what it represents. And here's the thing is like, I've never been interested in Burning Man. And then I heard like Chris talk about it. I heard a couple of comedians, Moshe Kasher, um, Michael Swain. Michael Swain, that's what I was going to uh, mention. Natasha Leggero yeah. talk about Burning Man. I was like, okay, so actually, like, you know what? I actually would like to, you know, go check it out. I want to dress up like Mad Max and shit and just fucking, mm-hmm. like, not the stupid colorful bullshit everyone it's else Mad does. It's Mad Max meets mo- Waterworld, but instead of finding water, everyone finds drugs. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's to, that to me is what it is. Uh, it might, like, I was like, hey, it might be fun to see a bunch of, like, cool artistic shit. The problem is the people are so fucking pretentious and douchey. Extremely. I can agree with that. I mean, even... My buddy Bucky, who always goes, he's like fucking irate this entire year because burners were camping all on his work, and so he couldn't park whenever he would go to fucking work, and he'd have to park a fucking couple miles down or whatever, and it was because there was RV, RV, RV just parked at his fucking shit, and he comes out, and he's like, y'all need to fucking move, and they don't move. And they act like they don't hear him, or they're never fucking in there. And he goes and to Burning like, Man every yeah, year. Yeah, Bucky like, goes to Bucky Burning is Man. Bucky is a he. He loves yeah. going there. Him it's, and his yeah, girl go there they, all the time. And they, so like these fucking burners that like to be called, they pretend to be part of this Culturally, other part yeah. of the world. Like, oh no, we're more spiritual people. We're all about sharing. All Burning Man is about sharing human experience. We don't need to pay for things. We don't need money or sharing like jobs. You know bro. what? Three objects you pay for out there. First off, your ticket. Sex. <laughs> well, b- besides your ticket and your camp and, sex, and everything, is sex like a once thing? you're out is there part and of like it, you barter and everything, there's three items that you can't barter for and you have to buy. What? Ice, water, and coffee. You can water, you can barter with other people and stuff. So I'm sure you'd be able to manage with water. But they're talking water to like fill up your shower so you can shower and shit like that. Unless you, you bring your own water, of course. But ice is the You're number need a shit ton for 10 days. one commodity yeah. out there is ice. Yeah, because it's fucking, it's a desert and like desert people treasure water over gold or anything else. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's the thing is like you talk about being like, so they're like, just, we're all about sharing and sharing everything, having this community. It's like, oh, so it's like a barter system? It's not about bartering, man. You give. It's like, yeah, but you're expect me to give in return that's a trade that's a barter system don't be a fucking child yeah don't be admit it don't be There's stupid a lot of tools that's the i problem. think that's cool like how you that is a cool aspect of hey we got some sandwiches if we give you a sandwich can we have a couple of those pills that you have on yours right. <laughs> or whatever <laughs> I, I got these rupees bro this year, in the Zelda country, <laughs> this year night in the country there was a fucking bar out there that was in the middle of the campgrounds that wouldn't accept money and it was only shit that you had i went up there with a lighter gave him a lighter and she gave me a drink that's kind of cool. like, and also like, and uh, and uh, but they pretend like I'm saying like they said all this sharing thing. We're a little bit thing, more spiritual here, but, but, <laughs> but like, but they are fucking. But when it when it comes to not being an actual part of the ten day thing, they're complete assholes. Like you said with Bucky, like dude, no, I work here. Yeah. I have to work and earn a wage, cunt. You need to get out of my parking lot. <laughs> this is why I park, and you're in the way. What is and work, they just like, Why work? Like, what is <laughs> it? So my same. Burning Man experience is more important 
than then, your reality. Then you're then you're you're living. Then you're life. Um, because I actually I work an office job and I get paid leave and stuff. So I actually took my vacation days, and that's more important than you and your hourly wage. Uh, so fuck you. And also when like. When they get back, like when they come, like Burning Man is over, they are immediately rude assholes. Yeah, they're that's rude to I everyone. Don't like about it is they're like when they get back because they're so their serotonin levels are so fucking dipped down because all the drugs they did. They're just fucking walking zombies. They have no Pissed consideration. Off. It's after smack. And here's we used to call it after smack back in the day when we used to do ecstasy. <laughs> we, oh, we did we did we did ecstasy and Molly like adults uh-huh. in town, not in the desert uh-huh. where there was water and in food. empty houses that we broke into uh-huh. like adults. Yeah, we really did. <laughs> and uh, it's called after smack because your serotonin levels are fucking Depleted, fucked up. Yeah. That's when you get your most depressed, actually, is after In the come down. Everyone's about the coke come yeah, down. Yeah. And here's, here's the thing. If that's the reason why you're rude, not because you're a dick, but, oh, I'm just on the drug come, come down, man. It happens to everyone. I get you. But don't fucking sit there and act like Burning Man isn't about drugs then. Yeah. So many people are like, it's not about drugs. You don't even have to be on drugs. It's about like, they no, all on drugs right now telling you this, but uh, you don't got to be <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, okay, you don't have to be on drugs. If you're not, I do. <laughs> then why is everyone a fucking dick? If, not every, if everyone's not coming down, why is everyone super fucking rude to everyone? Like, I posted about it. Like, I was like, oh, I was like, oh shit. I forgot. Burning Man's over. That's why the casinos are crawling with the dirtiest cars because none of them clean their cars. More importantly, they don't clean themselves. Which is fucking It was retarded. a little bit more rude than a couple that. of days. Like the fucking casinos were with all these fucking Burning Man pieces of shit. No, like, that's not what I said. I'll the look least, it up. The least I would do is at least like... Got it. First thing nope. I would do is get a Motel 6 and take a fucking <laughs> nope, that shower. That was rude. That was like, about women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I think it's maybe it's like a reality shock. They're like having to come but to terms. that right there like pissed me off too. To it's like I'm not used to it. It's like you've been gone for... You camped for 10 days. You went camping. That's what it is. Guess what? Guess what? There's no fucking houses in the desert. You know why? Because fucking humanity is smart enough to move out of the fucking desert. Mm-hmm. If there's not a river, don't live near it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's simple as that. <laughs> don't be near it unless there's a fucking river. I could, that's, I could. that's the whole thing is like I posted what I posted is just oh there's like fucking gross ass burners all over the casino that's what I actually <laughs> well but your other one was a little bit nicer no like these burners are parking and like they're sand on their cars and like no I was <laughs> describing why I was pissed you I know, know? Like, but, but I, I wasn't saying that's like what post. I said you're, you're a fucking moron <laughs> these nice little burners are <laughs> and like our friend was talking about how like dude they're like this is our friend who this is like this is her crowd basically yeah she dresses like this on a day to day basis we've known her for years and she's always been like that Part of the crowd, but this shout out to Katie Bowl, by the way. Mm-hmm. But uh, she's all like, dude, they're awful. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Every year they come in late as fuck in huge groups to her job because she's a star. She works in the fucking. In a, if you work in Reno, you deal with these fuckers like no one else in the country has yeah, to deal with. Yeah. So right there, it's bad. You work in a, a customer service job, it's a lot fucking worse. But worst of all is in the restaurant business because that's when they're fucking sitting there and they sit inside the fucking restaurant. They don't shower. They just go in dirty as fuck. Why you for and they smell. come in like, so what's that crazy. smell? Why does your Drop. fucking restaurant smell bad? It's like, that's you, you fucking Listen, cunt. They come in in huge groups without calling ahead or anything. So there's only a bartender on and no servers. None of them have bathed yet. So they turn any area they go into a biohazard. Mm. Not only do they have to clean up after these assholes, after they destroy the place. So they have no fucking manners. Uh, but they are always rude as fuck. Always in all caps and never leave a tip. Never. 
It makes me wish we could just make them tip ahead so we can decide our service accordingly. <laughs> You'd think that after being at a festival that's supposed to be all about love and peace and whatever, that they would be considerate to others when they come back. Apparently not. Dick bags. Damn, Dick dude, bags. that's hella true. And I, and I so was like, we don't have a tip, but we have oh, these. I was like, oh, oh, killed it. Cheers. Uh, killed it, Katie. Give me that small cup. Give me the, can uh, I have a small cup? I'll go out to my grandma. And then I was like, and I, I basically like, and I brought was like the fact about how, and it's so stupid. They all pretend like it's this, we're going to get away from society. We're going to be part of like nature. They, we have a con- spiritual connection to nature. That's what they all preach You're that kind of thing. You're on time but now, they bro. Spend, the playa, don't, don't get oh, the playa. It's right leg bend. It's not right leg Stop <laughs> calling it the playa. When I first saw someone, I was like, the playa, like the playa's ball? What are you guys talking about? The playa's ball? <laughs> oh, the pl- oh, you're that's the douchiest thing I've ever heard. The pl- and everyone's like, everyone who, like, that we know that I know, you know that saying? went to yeah, Burning I know Man, what you are saying. Still, it's been a week and they're still constantly talking about the playa. Like, it's a living, yeah, breathing, breathing thing yeah. that has an emotion and that treats you a certain way. Yep. What's I was funny, like, you can talk about all this and yet, like, uh, the spiritual thing connecting to nature. But you spent over a thousand dollars to do it. Easy. You need to be like us and just be connected to nature and you know spend a thousand dollars to go in this, the desert we're and not, get dirty. We're, we're about not being part of society. We part of society's rules, but we're gonna pay a thousand dollars to do it. Like that. that, 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 that oh, there is one way that you can get in without paying that a certain amount. In your ticket and that's skydiving. You can get in for free. Or you can, can, you can volunteer. You Emotion Cash or volunteers every yep. year. Yep. So he doesn't have to pay for his ticket. But you have to pay for everything to survive. Everything. Yeah, and he yeah. said, this is a guy who Water. goes every year for fucking forever. He's been going every year. And he goes, I've done all these different kind of things there. Look, if you want to go to Burning Man and you don't really care about how about comfort, $1,000. But if you do care about comfort and you want to make your asshole clean, Twelve, thirteen hundred dollars. <laughs> like, and it's like that is a ridiculous amount of money yes. for a place that doesn't believe in it's money. Like, I feel like you like these people come back and they're so pretentious about their experience. How it's meant, you'll never understand. They all talk like this. Like you'll never understand what it's like to be on the playa and to live like with that. The experience is just it changes your whole life. It's like really because you're still doing the exact same. You've been going for years and you haven't changed since At you all. started going. Yeah. You're still the same fucking asshole. I feel like you want me to believe that so you can justify the money you've been spending on your stupid experience. It's because they only take those drugs that one time when they're out at Burning Man. And then as soon as they come back, they have to be like, oh, that pretentious person that you're talking about. How about you take some mushrooms when you're not a Burning Man? When it's not your one week to get away to get it, it all dick. fucked up. And then I bet you they'll Spend come 40 back. bucks. And then they'll actually be that person that they're trying you know to the right portray. Person, <laughs> you looked at me like I'm an idiot. You shaved $5 <laughs> off that. What is that, a bag of chips and a soda? <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> C-H-I-P-S, <laughs> chips, chips, <laughs> But then our friend, who I, I, I love our friend, but she went to Burning Man and she was all like, like, I, like, like look, I don't want to like, because I, I was bitching about them not, like, why don't you shower and go, like, if you're going to eat, like, you came back. Okay, you had fun. That's great. You experienced. That's great. You want to go and eat out at a restaurant? Great. But take a shower. What's like, so you hard? You could at least get at a truck stop and blow yourself off with a pressure washer. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I, wa- I wash myself after work with two towels. <laughs> you like, I'm bird bath. Here's the thing. You, here's <laughs> the, <laughs> my clothes. You know you're gross. You know you're dirty as fuck and you're gross. Yeah, but you like, are, Chris. You're about to. <laughs> why, <laughs> why not? take a fucking shower and walk into a place of business, a restaurant where, you know, it's, it's supposed to be sanitary and walk in like a 
fucking gentlemen. We are not animals. We live in a society. That is right. We do live in a no, society. No, they don't. They don't. <laughs> no, they, they, know. they came back. They came back. And I was like bitching about that. And our friend, who I love, was just like, but yeah, like when I come back, it's like, I want sushi immediately. I want society. I want civilization back so bad. It's like, Okay, well, if you miss, if if you're so in desperate need of civilization, then you obviously didn't enjoy Burning Man that much. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't be out there for the whole ten days. If it, like maybe when you go on like a vacation, three. you don't want to come back, and when you're back, you're bummed out for like three days because you want to be back at the vacation and fuck the place you're in. You know what I mean? Actually, sometimes like if I've been gone for a long time, I you kind of like miss where you, comfortability. It's comfortability. But no, don't brag about being like this holier than thou person, yeah. spiritual there, and then be like, oh, I miss society. Listen, if you, it's, it's like you go on like vacation, not. it's fine to miss society. But when you come back to missing society, don't pretend like you were better off. That's the biggest yeah, thing. And also, don't be like, well, I'm not used to, like, I'm still used to burning man or whatever. Like, no, you said you, you want to be part of civil, you want to be part of society, you want some civilization, take a fucking shower. Seriously. Okay? And act like a decent person. Leave a fucking tip. Clean up after yourself a little bit. Don't be a fucking animal. Don't be rude. Who doesn't leave a tip? If you know you're coming down. I don't know, dude. That's crazy. No, leaving I'm leaving, I'm barting with you. I'm crazy. leaving these underwear that I used in ah. Burning Man. They have a ply, they have the ply on them. Uh, sorry, uh, I left it. Uh, sorry, magic because they have the playa dirt on them. So you, they're magic. If you look at the back, I left a playa stain there, so I apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry, but um, they're fine. You wash them, the playa stain will probably come like, out. They, but so many of the things they say and do are so conflicting and stupid. That's what makes me not want to go. But if you understood, like, this is where it started, if you don't know, it all started in San Francisco on a yep, beach. On yeah, beach. and I don't give so a fuck about that at all. that's where the pretentiousness the comes from, it. I believe. San Francisco, we're a little bit different here in San no, Francisco. No, that's what I really think. Like, it's totally dude, San Francisco mindset, mentality. And what I really think it is, is, is that like the reason they like they say oh I just want I just want to you know I think the reason they don't shower right after for a couple of days and they don't clean their cars you. yeah because they want people to know yeah. they went to Burning Man so they will be asked about Burning Man so they can pass on their pretension to you and the real reason they're assholes is because they were just nice for 10 days and that's not normal for a human uh, being uh, or for any of these assholes they have to because they're, they're having withdrawals for their assholeness and they have to uh-huh. I need to get back to being a jerk uh-huh. so no tips I'm shitting all over your floor burn them down burn them on down <laughs> and like I'm gonna leave this playa dust everywhere oh, that's dirt and sand don't uh, fucking lie to me how dare you think that this like no but the playa it's like you don't wanna you wanna let the wind take the playa with it, bro. You like want to the like wind the, should let take the, rain, the dust and just let it just flow. And let the rain you, clean you. That's bro. what they say to you. I want the rain to clean my car and me. It's like, well, you're gonna wait a while. You're in a uh, desert. You're in Nevada. That's you're still in a desert. There's like, a city, but it's a desert. We have showers though. Yeah. Let me quote Liam Neeson's fucking uh, antagonist. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> and here's another thing: is like, really made me mad. Is that uh, I talked about before my best friend Butters. She went to fucking uh, Burning Man, and of course she's a douchebag. So she talks about how amazing it was, or whatever. I was like, yeah, whatever. And then she goes, I, I got, I, I got to meet the number three on my celebrity crush list, and I like, fucking sucked on her toes. I was like, ew, bro. Wait, she had a celebrity crush. I, I, I saw this toe sucking thing. I didn't know it was a celebrity that she liked. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, I didn't realize that a celebrity she. She met. she said that she like met. I already knew it, but I she never told me that she was into her. Before, so who's the celebrity? The celebrity it was was Cara Delevingne, who you might know as the worst part of Suicide Squad, the Enchantress. Oh, oh what? Okay. The, who I guess she was belly dancing her way through Burning Man as well. <laughs> <laughs> 
That movie sucked, bro. But I was like, I was like, gross, dude. Like she's covered in fucking dirt and sand and not showered for several days because it wasn't the first day. Toes? It was like a while into the, the, the thing, and you fucking and you know ew. she got she had foot jobs. You know she foot jobs. And I was like, that's fossil. That's fucking gross, dude. And she's like, oh my god. Like, it's not how it happened. Like, sh she has, like, this bacon tattoo on her foot, and she was just like, you want some bacon? And, like, put her foot in my face, and I just kind of put my mouth on her foot. And I was like, that is so much worse. That is a million times that worse. so Because that gross. means she looked at you like you're not a human being. She looked at you like you were a fucking peasant, or like, oh, I don't know your name, but here, here's my foot in your fucking face, because I have a joke tattoo, because I don't, I'm an idiot, and I think this is, this joke will last a lifetime. But yeah, this, I'm not, I, I got this tattoo just so I can put my, my foot name is in, fucking, the, in the lower mortals' faces, and be like, Bleh. My name is Butters, not Quentin Tarantino, okay, I'm not gonna appreciate the foot make. And she did it, I was like, that's gross, she's like, oh, fuck you, okay, if it was fucking Kate Beckinsale asked you to suck on her toe, or no, she said, if it was Kate Beckinsale, and she was all covered in dirt and everything from the playa, you would totally fuck her. Also, yeah, I would fuck her, because that's fucking. I'm getting something out of it. But if she shoved her gross-ass fucking foot in my face, I'd be like, fuck you, and I would playfully throw her leg away, and be like, bitch, that ain't gonna happen. Seriously. Because I'm not about to fucking sacrifice my entire self-respect in my eyes and hers <laughs> by fucking <laughs> sucking on her gross-ass toes. Have some self-fucking respect, because you she goddamn animal. She wouldn't <laughs> fuck Adney even normally, but with uh, the fucking putting foot in his mouth. Uh, like, that's not yeah, a thing. Yeah, never gonna fuck me. But, like, I mean, you know, if she was covered in dirt, I'd fuck her. No, no, no. <laughs> There's nothing that would stop me from She's fucking her. She's not gonna consensually But I'm not fucking... gonna suck on your dirty ass toes. Uh -huh. There's no that's way. So if Kate Beckinsale, like, if I was like, oh, hell, I'm, a big, I'm a huge fan. I think you're one of the best action stars in the fucking world. I'm and a huge... And one of my top and, ten and she, just, <laughs> and she just looked at me and was all... You want some bacon and shoved her foot bacon tattoo in my face? I'd be like, yeah, that ain't gonna happen. What are you doing? Yeah, what the I'm fuck? Not, what Underworld wasn't that great. <laughs> and I'd playfully joke with her. I wouldn't suck on her fucking toes, Click dude. was okay, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Click was horrible. <laughs> she was the best part of Click, hadn't She was the only good part of Click. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to say like, there is real, and here is the Matrix, bro. I just want everybody to know that. <laughs> That's what we're living in the Matrix. You just have to go out there for a week, bring plenty of drugs, um, and then you like trade things for drugs, um, and then you know you just you just be peaceful and happy and roll out on the playa because you're on drugs. Um, so you <laughs> and there's know, there's orgy tents too. Enjoy one of those. Well, no, 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 no. There's an orgy tent, but you have to Several. agree that you, there is an agreement. There's an agreement to where it's not just like it. For to me, the the orange tent is just like this. It's the nude beach thing. Yes, you think it's gonna be fun. You go to a nude nude beach, but Euro trip did it perfectly. Nude yeah. beaches are fucking disgusting. It's a bunch of old dudes waiting for hot chicks to show up. But the orgy tent, you can't sh you can't just be a dude going into the orgy tent. It has you have to sign up as a dude and a girl. You have to bring a female. But it's a bunch of gross fucking people, and you also have to agree that if anybody comes behind you, if anybody goes to fuck with you or anything, you have to be okay with it. You have to be bisexual going into this orgy tent. Mm. It's not like you can just trade off and go to the kid like, no, sorry, your dick is not. I'm, only gonna, I'm just gonna fuck a couple of girls real quick. I'm gonna take off. <laughs> you, know like, I mean? you can't do that. You have to be. You have to be okay with fucking everybody. And I posted a thing that says, I feel like the last day at Burning Man, like the orgy tent, 
probably smelled a little like Jeffrey Dahmer's refrigerator. <laughs> like, tell me he didn't smell like his refrigerator. Yeah, no, but there's only a couple dead bodies in there, but it's a man and a female, so you're fine. Man, no. I want to say like 75% of those people aren't actually spiritual either. It's just like... Oh, no, a, that's what a, I was trying to say. It's a weekend fucking getaway to do drugs because the It's real a camping fucking... trip. We do drugs in the forest. That's normal. But we don't come back and act like, you need to go to the forest, bro. That's another thing they said. Don't that's do another, that. That's another thing I was told to me. It's like, okay, you try surviving the desert for 10 days, blah, blah, blah. And then our boy Danny, who's in the fucking military is all yeah me and Dave do that shit for months on fucking land <laughs> and you know what happens we go after when it's done we go home and take a fucking shower before we go out to eat like it's like fuck you they don't do. brag about cause you survived on a 10 day camping trip anyone can do you have things no listen Dave and, and Danny and it, no listen Dave and Danny is, were, like did a thing where they stayed up for like I mean, like three days. They had to stay up because of Who? a fucking Dave and Danny. Because they're in the military. Because of an oh, event. Oh, yeah. training. Because sorry, of training, sorry. they literally had to stay up for days on end. They literally had to stay up days on end, pissing and shitting on themselves, just for their for military fun, training. Man, just for fun. They didn't get to do drugs. They didn't get to fuck bitches. They didn't get an or- They didn't get a fucking military orgy tent. <laughs> they didn't get that, and they still did it. And when they came back, they didn't even brag about and it. They bro. did it. They did it. They didn't even brag about it. And they did that so you would have the rights to be able to go to bring Exactly. Fucking end it. End it right there. You have rights to Burning Man because they shot themselves so you would have the right to, to go on other people at Burning Man. <laughs> Burning Man, you're allowed to go to Burning Man because Dave and Danny shit on themselves. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's where we're going to go from there. All right. But you got to get a fucking out. Ooh. Ah. You don't understand because it's Burning Man. Oh, sorry, that was this dating court. My, my bad. I apologize. Um, I had some fun stuff to happen. I had to go to this wedding with my lady, Ree. Well, we'll start it off right. I'm a piece of shit because... <laughs> well, apparently, I'm a piece of shit. Well, apparently, I'm a rapist because I went to the wedding and I just wanted to have sex with everybody. No. Um, <laughs> Tell us, that's a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went to this wedding and... First things first, she invites me to the wedding. She's in the bridal shower, or she's in the bridal party and all that great stuff. And so I'm like, okay, but, whatever. Hey, didn't she, she like, plan or something? No, uh, I thought she was the wedding planner, but she wasn't. She's, oh, okay. okay. She okay. was doing everyone's makeup. So I got that all confused because she's a makeup artist. Yeah, so similar. So she did the makeup and the hair. Same thing, right? For the Stupid entire, lady stuff. <laughs> uh, bridal party and all that good stuff. And I didn't get off until, like, so the wedding started at 3. The reception happened at 4. Or the ceremony happened at 4, and then the reception happened at 5, 6, and then all that good stuff. Well, I didn't even get off until fucking 3.30. So 4.30, I'm finally, like, out the door. I show up there at around, like, 5.15, right? She's nowhere to be fucking found. I text her. No answer. I call her. No answer. So I'm sitting at this fucking wedding reception with a bunch of people that I do not fucking know. You don't know a single person there. Not one fucking person (laughs) looking for my girlfriend. Like, she's got to be here. Like, where the fuck is she? And then there were, like, the people that, like, ran the whole boom Hey, have you seen the uh, the only black person here? That's exactly what I said. I was like, uh, (laughs) you see my girlfriend? She's the black girl. (laughs) And the Boomtown people were like... We have no idea who the fuck you're talking about. I'm in the like, dark we're just making sure that nothing of ours is getting fucked up right now. And I was like, oh, okay, for sure. And so I went over to the... Oh, so you're racist. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. wait explain so, to this. It was at Boomtown? It was at Boomtown. Yeah, you, you did mold over that. No, explain to the people, Man, not from Reno, Boomtown. what Boomtown is. It's, so a it's a like one-horse town. It's like a casino. <laughs> 
It's it's pretty much a casino. No, but it, it has is like a casino. It's, it's like a little area. It's a boom, it's, boom it's, town. It's exactly what it sounds like. Boom town. We go me and boom. It's deliverance. And, yeah, it it's, is. The only thing that like the casino. casino is trash. The food, everything there is trash except for the Cabela's. The Cabela's is amazing. Yeah, the store. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, for people who don't know, it's a it's a it's a hunting shop and like uh, uh, camping and all that, fishing and all that stuff. Anything it's, outdoors, it's everything it's you can think of outdoors. Absolutely it's fucking hunting. Everything. It's yeah. like picture the Home Depot by your house times thirteen, mm. and that's how big this fucking place is. And then it has all these amazing displays of yeah, stuffed animals, like from fucking the African savanna to the fucking like to. to all over America like there's just incredible animal displays anything you can do outdoors it has and yeah. it's, 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 it's incredible equipment fucking firearms fucking bows fishing gear the place is fucking awesome it, really it definitely is. is man and it actually wasn't is. like we stayed at Boomtown it was at the RV park which makes it sound oh. even more oh fucking good the RV park where's at the wedding the, at the RV park of towns so <laughs> it's like where's the wedding it's, it's, is it a Boomtown nah man we're not gonna do it in Boomtown it's in the RV park right, <laughs> right over the right across the way I guess it wasn't even like really it's in the a RV gated park. RV park okay it's gated you gotta you gotta was, know gotta get in it was just it was by this area <laughs> Clean it, see works the gate. So we're in. You hear from the wedding? <laughs> <laughs> you know I am. All right, come on through. I'm not gonna lie. Actually, like the spot that they did have it at, because it sounds horrible, it was actually kind of nice. Like there was like this little pond that had lights, and like it was it was nice. It's it romantic was, as fuck. It wasn't romantic as fuck, but it was a lot nicer than yep, I was expecting. Yeah, me and my cousin Brutus built this pond uh-huh. yesterday. Brutus <laughs> added a couple of fish there. You see a fucking turtle <laughs> named Richard. <laughs> so that's the first thing. Fucking, I can't find my. Fucking girlfriend so I go it's open bar that's Thank worse you. is that you ask around about her and no one knows know. so you, that well, I didn't but it's best because you said there's an open bar so it's like yeah. Did, has anybody seen my girlfriend <laughs> no nope. right, that's gonna, a wedding crashers move I'm just gonna drink at the bar because I'm on the alcoholic house <laughs> and I already don't have a seat for Jenna. um <laughs> <laughs> do a thing Chris <laughs> go ahead and do the thing Chris she did have a plus one though uh, so anyways so I'm sitting at the fucking bar. I'm like, all right, I need a fucking double. Down the fucking double of Jameson like that. Like, it was just like, well, okay, give me another one. She's like, are you okay? And I was like, um, where's the bridal party? And I'm talking to the bartender at this point. And she's like, oh, they're all taking pictures and yada, yada, yada. I was like, oh, okay, that's why she's not answering. That's why... Okay, okay. Now I'm starting to calm down a little bit. I was freaking out. Because at the wrong wedding and shit? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> oh my god. So we got. We, are you really gonna. You're gonna have to pick all that up. I know. That's what enough. I have the to, paper was I enough. I know what I have to do. Shut up! Funny. <laughs> I know what I have to do. I'll clean it. So ahead, we all we got our equipment today and all the boxes and shit and were out the and the dogs will not stop fucking with it. The paper. It's, it's the paper. He's freaked out. The <laughs> paper. Just it's most. Can we just say it's mostly Adam's dog? Oh man, that's fucking funny. <laughs> okay, so finally the wedding reception or the the they all come back. I'm fucking on my second fucking Jamie and I'm, no coke, none of that bullshit. You know how I do it. <laughs> fucking just straight up Jamie. Mona diet. Like, Give me straight booze. Yeah. <laughs> you, want you want ice? No, bitch. Did I ask for rocks? No. Straight. Neat. God damn it. God, people are so stupid when they're barking. <laughs> <laughs> look at my face. Do I look like I want ice? I said double. Yeah, I'm not an ice man. What more do I need to man. tell you? God damn. So she just wants you to slow down so bad. <laughs> 
I go over to the girl. I'm like, finally, like, what are you doing? Like, where have you been? God damn it. Like, you realize I know nobody here. And you, you told me to show up at, like, the worst. She's like, why are you mad at me? And I was like, you're right. I'm freaking out for no reason. Let me just calm down. You're fucking here, finally. Okay, so whatever. Let's fucking do this. How, so, wait, wait. How many doubles have you had so far? Three. <laughs> That's a good amount. Of That's six I'm shots. I'm on my third. Where I'm you? on my third. Where have you been? <laughs> what? And so you're on your third, so five shots. I'm on my third. Yeah, yeah I'm on my third, so I down two. But uh, so we go over there, and then she has to go, and she has to sit with the bride and everything. Well, they're all like up at the front, and then like how weddings go, and then so I'm like, uh, yeah, where am I supposed to sit? And she's like, oh yeah, you have. Go sit by this guy over here in the blue shirt. And I was like, just some random fucking guy. Like, you don't have this planned out or anything, huh? And she's like, I'll figure it out in a minute. And I was like, okay, not doing that. And I In a minute, after the ceremony. Slowly to the back of the crowd and just, like, kept drinking on my Jamie. And I was like, this is fucking retarded. And then finally she comes over to me. And then Who's finally I fucking see someone that I fucking know. Because oh, Ree comes over to me and we're talking and all that. And then one of Ree's friends came over to her and she's like, hey. And I was like, oh, I know you because I'd met this girl at Ree's house. I want to say a month ago or so. And so I finally knew somebody. I was like, oh, thank God. And she's like, yeah, we have room at my table. Like, this nice. is the table for all of us. And I was like, thank God. Like, well, oh, you're my let's, savior. Let's just say before Chris got into this, he texted us. Oh, he's, I was giving, he's him giving us a play-by play play. fucking Dude, play. It was a perfect entire wedding. The funniest series of sex. We're at sushi eating right now, and we're reading your text <laughs> like, at the, the table. The studio's <laughs> all getting distracted, talking to a stupid girlfriend or whatever. But I'm just sitting there in the corner. Keep... Hey, hey, guess what Chris just said? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you, you got to read what Chris just said. As, <laughs> soon, as, he's going said, as soon as Chris said, I had, I don't have a fucking seat, I came to this wedding, I didn't have a seat, I made an office space meme about fucking <laughs> the guy not getting cake. Like he's like, no, no you, need a, you need to pass it down. He goes, well, last year I didn't get a cake. Like, I didn't get a cake last time, and like I don't have a cake this time. She goes, you need to pass it down. Like, that was the whole thing, and he doesn't get a cake. The bitch ends up grabbing the last piece of cake, and he's, what's his name, Morton? Yeah. Morton's Morton. left with no Morton. cake. So I, I made a meme of Chris going like, uh, they told me I was going to have a chair. I didn't have a, uh, I don't have a chair. It last was so year, fucking funny. <laughs> last year, I didn't get a chair. <laughs> I, I opened it up, and I, I guess I'm finally at my seat now and all that, and I was like, ah, oh, that was ridiculous. And then you fucking sent that, and I just start busting out a lot. <laughs> and Reese sitting next to me like, what? And I was like, no. You're not gonna get it. Like I, I know you for don't a fact, deserve this man. Yeah, like, <laughs> I know you have not seen this movie. It's not gonna make any fucking. T- just show me. Just show. Okay, here. Look at it. It's not even fun. I told you it wasn't gonna be funny. All right. Now I'm on seventh, leaning on. <laughs> no, 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 no. Seventh double. For those who don't know. No, 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 no. no. Seven shots all together. Just go with the door. I don't know how I added that at the end. This is my seventh, by the way. I'm getting I'm progressively drinking I'm the entire in. time. Oh, by the way, and Reed's not sitting at his table, so he's yelling across the wedding. <laughs> You're not gonna get it. <laughs> Towards the front, because the ceremony starts. And he's yelling at her. <laughs> Adney keeps telling him to like do things to be a part of the wedding. <laughs> he's like, oh, just go. What, what the fuck did you I was like, no, do what you gotta do. It was like, you gotta go mingle with somebody. Like, just go. You're drunk already, so mingle. That's what no, I'm not gonna fuck with you. Fucking sit on some fucking chick. Then I'm in all kinds of trouble. Hey, I never said to hit on a girl. Oh, because hitting on dudes is so easy at a wedding. I never said hit on anybody. <laughs> I said mingle, not try to fuck. You go Dude, up to some old couple. No, no, why not walk to some old? That's what I noticed. Why not the walk older up? they were, the better it was. Why not just be like, 
walk with somebody like, how about this trailer park, huh? Uh, that's <laughs> actually what nice. I did. Like, I finally found another straggler. This was before we got there, and I was like, oh, that guy's solo? He doesn't know anybody? Yeah, this fucking party's a real drag, bro, right? Yeah, I don't even fucking know. No, but yeah, that, that's exactly what I did. Is I just like going talking hell of shit? Yeah. Actually, it's and my brother's like, wedding. Chris Smith <laughs> is number one! Chris Smith is number one! <laughs> I was like, I know one super person super. here, and she's not even here. And he's like, well, me too. I only know one fucking person, and he's the... Uh, he's the groom and I was like oh fucking thank god so I hit it off a little bit with him and we were fucking talking so that eases the stress and then Reed finally shows up we're, and then they sit down and then the meme comes and then okay now it's time for speeches right or food yeah. or, I can't remember if food came food first food comes before food speeches food came first oh. okay yeah, so, dude. Everyone's like, okay, let's line up for the food. And no one wants to get up because no one wants to be rude, right? So the whole bridal party goes, and then the, the groomsmen and all that good stuff, and they eat. And there's literally like a minute where no one's getting up yet to go there. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, somebody needs to start this motion. And the girl next to me, the one that I knew from Marie, I can't remember her name. She's she pretty sure she's a straight lesbian. I don't think she's bisexual. She might be bisexual, but she's definitely more on the edge of a butchy lesbian than like okay. hot bisexual lady. And so she's like, I'm going to go up there as soon as these old people are like done going up there. And, I, and so these old people start getting up and they're going up. And I was like, sweet. Okay, old people, old people. I was like, I think all the old people are gone. She's like, good. Pops right up, boom, right in the fucking line. So we just get in the line. And then after us, everyone follows the suit or whatever. So we're like right in the fucking front. We really lucked out with getting the food early because it was the lesbian front fucking line. Hold on. It was a buffet? Mm, I don't know what you mean. Wait, like, you, it wasn't you, a how buffet. How was the food Wait, set on, up? Is he asking? Hold on, no, listen. It was like uh, you had your plates and they were like real plates. They weren't like. Yeah, and then you had to grab your own food? Yeah. It was a buffet. That's a fucking buffet at a wedding. That's that's a buffet. buffet <laughs> what do you mean a buffet? I'm taking you to buffets. Okay, you're being really Burning Man right now. It's one time, so you need to not be My a pretentious bad. dick. It's a wedding, but on most not, weddings they have like the big fucking things, and then they had like the guy at the end that was cutting you prime rib. And that's stuff. a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> you are perfectly describing a buffet. No, but listen, the you could go back for seconds whenever you wanted, Chris. Yeah. Give me a wedding that's not a buffet then. Uh, the one I just went to in Cancun. You so get what, served. You, you, the you first get wedding served. I, you get served the food. The whole plate? Yeah, you get served I meal. Do you the get meals. to ask what you want and what you don't want? Nope, it's the oh. wedding dinner. Everybody mm. served the same thing. You can say that, hey, I'm allergic to this or I don't listen, you know, like this, but... It's it's a one it's a it's a couple well, course different meal. Well, that would have just been wasteful for me then. So I'm gonna have to say that I prefer yeah. buffets because me I, too. It was but I'm just saying fucking, it's a buffet. I'm just making a statement. Macaroni and cheese, not eating that. It's all fucking noodles. And that's some other stupid fucking pasta with marinara sauce, not eating that. It's all fucking noodles. They had ribs. Uh, they had cornbread. It's like what the fuck? I had a salad. A piece of chicken, and I, I was like, yo, you need to cut me like three strips of that prime rib, because I'm not eating any of those damn noodles. And he was like, oh, I don't know if I can. And I was like, oh, you're going to cut me three fucking <laughs> oh, No, you can, and you will. Do you know who I am? I'm Chris Smith, alcoholic-ass bitch. <laughs> three pieces. Okay. Tell Dr. Daddy so to say I just, hello. <laughs> I, I filled up on the prime rib, and they actually nailed it with the prime rib. It was really good. It was it was. It's they, they fuck up they prime rib, but that's right. That's kind of fuck up. And so finally, we get to the speeches. Oh, and good. this was the worst set of speeches I have ever heard at a wedding. Now, granted, I've, I think I've only been to probably about four 
that I can remember. Yeah. <laughs> but that's still pretty good for like this is the worst speech. Like four weddings is a lot. I've yeah, been like, I feel like I've four been to is a lot. And I have to go to another fucking wedding in three fucking weeks. I think I've been Why? to I've been because to like Rhea has another fucking friend who's getting married. I was like, Are Ew. you gonna get married fever and baby fever? Cause all your friends are having babies and all your friends are getting married. She's gross, all, bro. Uh I have alcohol fever. And I was like, Thank fucking God. Damn, dude. <laughs> Rhea is my girl. That girl's she's awesome as yeah, fuck. She's for now. She's yeah, cool as fuck. I'm pretty uh about her. I'm infatuated with her. So, the speech has come. The first one is from the best man, and he's just like, oh, yes, the best oh, Okay, oh. first off, first off, motherfucker, mm-hmm. say the, the best, best man last. goes last. Uh, exactly. I, that's what I thought. I was like, why is he leading everything? Those are the mind? motherfucking rules. What going on? You gotta lay it down. Like, he had nothing prepared, nothing planned, and he just fucking won it. He's like, oh, I don't really do uh, public speaking, but uh, since I... I'm not the, really good at like, public oh, speaking. Have, we have so many stories I could tell you, but I'm not gonna go into... So this one time, we were fucking drunk, or blah, blah. And I was just like, this is pathetic, dude. Like, it's not funny. He's trying to get laughs. Everyone's, like, giving him laughs. And then, so he wraps it up. And I was like, okay, well, that's O for fucking one. That was absolutely horrible. And then the second one is, of course, the bridesmaid, the maid of honor. Maid of honor, yeah, maid of honor. And she's like, boom. And she pulls out, like, a notepad, essentially. And, like, she's got some shit that she's going to say. Loser. She starts going, but... She's, she's going off script, and so she'll just, like, go off of her memory and be like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Wait, 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 sorry. And then she has to go back to her thing and be like, oh, wait, hold on. And then she's dead silent. Like, hold on, where was I? Oh, right. And then, la, 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 and she would go off, and she was, like, telling little stories Dumbass. here and there. And I was like, okay. like Listen, if you're listening, she's probably listening right now. Whenever you read off a script, you put your th- you, you follow your thumb down to the part that you're at. Always, and you never just do it one full line. You paragraph it. You gotta have the indentation. Always, that actually helps you because you get lost more when it's just one giant yeah. fucking like looks like a run-on sentence. You gotta paragraph it. You gotta follow your thumb with every single fucking spot, and you leave thumb. your and thumb if, at wherever the fuck you left off. And if you're really, and if you really want to plan ahead and really be great at it, you you indent it even more than just huge paragraphs and big paragraphs. You like you wait for a break. You wait to be able to indent. You want to like pause and have an like effect. Because yeah. you, you're, you're working off. It's the same as like like a, like a comedy club. But you want to work off your audience. You're taking the crowd's reactions and playing off in a certain way. You're going to change your tone, your speed of the way you're talking. If you have something that's kind of silly, let that be a silly moment. If it's going to be really serious, it's going to be heartfelt. It's emotional. You're getting the tears coming up. All, you may want to pause there. You want to be able to have an impact with every line you're giving in a speech. Yeah, and in your pauses, you can actually like uh, skip down. You can actually take your writing and you could skip a fucking little uh, little margin. You know what I mean? You skip down to where it's like, okay, this is where I want to affect. Skip down to this, and that way That's you get a like, pause. Yeah, exactly. Big, like, it's fucking stupid. No, I fucking agree. But those the we're, first teaching, two, we're teaching listeners. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking struck out and they struck out hard, in my opinion. Now the maid of honor did do a better job because there was at least like writing a. Story, writing you know? now, like she, had, like she was trying. She like, at least tried before. Tried. Who says I'm not good at public speaking? And they then both fucking did. Listen, both. No, but I'm saying, like, listen. Who says I'm not good at public speaking and then wings it? You only <laughs> wing it when you're right. good at public speaking. That's what's funny is we were telling that to Dak and Dak said like that. That's what she was saying. No, She's like, oh my god. We were talking about fuck? together. Dak goes in the bathroom and he just tells me, dude. Hey, Chris said uh, both of them came out with fucking. Oh, I'm not good at public speaking and they winged it. And then we were like, what the fuck laughing? And then dad came out. I'm like, okay, so they fucking, these two people that gave speech at the wedding Chris and Rhea at, and they said, I'm not good at public speaking. And they winged it. And Dak rolled out. She goes, are you kidding me? 
You don't wing it when you're bad at public speaking. <laughs> the same fucking line that we like, said. If you're bad at a thing and you know you're gonna have to do that thing, you prepare. Might want to prepare. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. You only wing it if you're really good at that. Like if it, you know how to if you know how to speak well, if you're articulate, and you can speak in front of people and not be nervous. Boom, you can wing it. Don't improv unless you know how to fucking improv. Seriously. <laughs> That's how it goes. Adney winged it at all the weddings that he was at. Yeah. Best man in two winged it. Killed it. Everybody's like, I can't follow that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna follow that. It's true story. No, see what that's what's funny. I bring is tears usually, to brides, bitch. Usually that's what happens is you get your Brought best man on the brides or your maid or of the bride's honor, husband. And they'll kill it and then no one wants to follow them. Well they both stumble. They always go last. And then the DJ's like, anybody else want got anything to say? Ooh. And he gave it an open forum. So now I'm sitting here for the next 30 fucking minutes watching random people go up there. Telling me about it. I just am so happy for you too. And they're fucking crying yeah. and all this fucking shit. And then finally the mom and the dad go up there and they talk and I'm like, you did that entire thing backwards. Yeah, the mom and dad. The mom go, and dad go first. Exactly. And the best that they're, they're giving away. They're giving away these two. Mm-hmm. The parents go first. They like Adney said. That's they the family the you start stage. with, and you're maid of honor, and you're. Uh, you know, your man, all that stuff. That they're the family that you picked in life. That's how you're gonna end it. It's a fucking. It's it's supposed to be. <laughs> and on top of all this, the fucking DJ's mic was cutting out the entire time. So whenever it's they a, hand it's the a mic build over, up, not a fucking it would slow. cut out as we're talking. And then Re wants to say something, and she's like, "I want to say something." And I was like, "Don't do it! You did not do that. <laughs> I totally did." She was like. Don't, be an don't mind him. He's eight doubles deep. <laughs> she said something like, he's, oh. a, he's a comedian. He, she has, said a, he has a podcast. Did you plug the podcast? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I wish you'd have just got it back. Listen, I don't know anybody, but if you're into if you're into podcasts, good speaking. She said something along the lines of like, oh, you're not gonna get any, and then everybody laughed, and I was like, that's what you think. Like, <laughs> our banter was already funnier <laughs> than all the speeches. The funniest. <laughs> that's that's awesome. I can get behind that. Just like you're gonna, you got. Behind you say that now, but when you see the underwear I got on, oh, mom. Like, oh, mom. You can get it. Uh, and then Ree, Ree's wasn't bad because she wasn't stumbling everywhere. She went up there, she said what she wanted to say, and then she got out. So I'll give her that, but she shouldn't have fucking said anything anyways. Now, we're going to go on to the dances, right? And this was probably... I just want to say real quick, the key, I think, like, I, I've, I told Crystal, dude, you need to go give a speech. See, he I did tell me. He's like, I don't like, fuck. Like, what the fuck? I was, I was like, like, I don't know one I was here. like, dude, you really don't need to know. <laughs> like, you don't really need. You really don't. You're right. Um, like, if you're going to give a speech at a wedding, all you have to do is really know their names. That's the only information you need. And then you can go off, like, movie tropes and bullshit Seriously, romantic. I could have just gone off what all the other people said and made it ten times fucking. All you got to basically say, like, uh, talk about how you haven't seen this. This is a new thing for you. That you haven't seen a thing like this. The kind of love that they have is so new. Talk about how it's I inspired. I watched them. Like, I've talk been about watching how, them all night. Not even keep away. Um, watch them dance. How, like, you're inspired uh, by them. Like, talk about how, like, uh, I've only known them briefly, but in the brief time that I've known them they've inspired me to be a better person because I can see that he's tried so hard he's shown me that to be a better man you have to act a certain way and something that a lot of guys my age can really learn from is a guy like that and I know behind that what's really inspiring him is the love of that woman right there so that's 
What happened? I, I skipped over this part. The last speech was the best speech, but it was because it was from a fellow. So the groom is in the service, and then a fellow serviceman gave the speech for the groom. You, 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 he let that, Chris let us know, and he, like I said, he was giving us a play-by-play, mm-hmm. and he let us know that in our alcoholic chat. He said, they <laughs> are just in the group chat, hey, let, the last guy fucking killed it. And that's good. I think that's great that the last guy, the but final speaker... But he played it on a little bit of tropes, and he used the service as his main un. Underlay, which was absolutely That's how you kill a perfect. crowd. Like, exactly. <laughs> no one's gonna fucking interrupt you exactly. at all. And he was I'm like, in the service, bitches. He ended it with the something Could've around the Could've ended it right lines. there and dropped the mic. <laughs> yeah, something around the lines of like, the hardest job within the military isn't actually going over there and fighting overseas. It's being the rock that has to sit here and watch him go overseas. Oh, that is That's funny. a killer. Oh, oh my God. I can't God. follow that. <laughs> Dude, that is no, the it was good. biggest it was, it was killer ever. So and he it was, was saying all about the Woman's job is harder than the yeah. man's job. It's that is it was beautiful. Good. It was good. Yeah, I was like, oh wow, dude. That like, is good women for are you, constantly huh? patting themselves on the back. <laughs> <laughs> waiting? Wow. Did anybody shoot at you while you were waiting? <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god, that's shit. great. But honestly, the best part of the night was when they had to do like uh so they do the father-daughter dance and all that. Well, there was like a grandpa dance too or something. There's a grandpa dance or something. So anyways, all right, all right, all you creamers and dreamers out there. Let me get over the dance. This grandpa moment. was 93. And getting he it? came out getting it. No. Fucking jiving his step, fucking swinging her around. And I was like, this dude's 93? I hope I'm this guy when I'm 90 fucking three. Are you kidding me right now? Like, he was about it. Fucking got his little fucking pep Nobody cares like, as much as Chris about this old man <laughs> getting it. I was so excited for him. I was like, I'm going to be you, dude. That's what Chris I'm going to be you, That's dude. what Chris started introducing himself to people. Hey, my name's Chris. You see this old guy getting it right now? <laughs> He's like Steve Rogers and shit. Like, fucking, he's like, on your left. Oh my god, it's so funny, man. So the night's winding down. All the fucking whiskey's gone. Everything's gone. They're starting to pack up. And I see like three champagne bottles. And I was like, oh, what's up with the champagne? And they're like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, those are my champagne bottles. Thanks. Like, oh, <laughs> the champagne bottles. These are mine now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just walked oh, yeah. out of the party. I just remembered. I forgot these here. <laughs> I'm walking around the reception with three bottles. Yeah, this is uh, like, wow. Jake and uh, uh, the Brad, you know, Kristen or whatever. They uh, they said for me, they sent me here to get these. They're all too drunk. They don't want to get these, but I got these because they told me to get these. <laughs> I also got a martini. Like, woo, I was toasted. Bro. Yeah, oh, well, like the sun went down. Like, I can finally switch to martinis. <laughs> That was horrible. I was like, Martini, oh, I do not me. like vermouth. <laughs> <laughs> Is it possible to make a martini without vermouth? No, yeah, not, I, mean, yeah. I didn't think so. Yeah. Like I was ver- about to go out there like, no, no, just put some gin in there and put some olive it's juice just, in just, it. Just gin. It it's just gin. Just give me I mean, gin and you, several olives. Yeah, exactly. That's, exactly. that's all I want. Dirty. Just give it give yeah. a little dirty martini. I just know vermouth. That's just, I don't fuck. Vermouth's gross, dude. It is. Um, you can do, yeah, you can do gin and olives. So, fun. I mean, all in all, um, it was an okay wedding. The prime rib was good. I had a really fun time with Ree. After like all the reception Dude, and everything. Just, I'm just gonna Ree, say now, yeah, your really pictures are fucking beautiful. Dude. You and Ree, you in your suit with the cowboy hat on and Ree in her dress. I think you guys killed it. I love that picture. I actually put the, put the which, which is funny because I updated my phone and it, it gave a instead of a heart, it gave like the fucking this signal. <laughs> oh, today because it's the fucking uh, the 
because it's the 50th anniversary oh, okay. of uh, fucking Star Trek. Star Trek. That's oh. why it gave me the fucking Vulcan, uh, Vulcan symbol. I was like, what the fuck is huh. that? Why isn't there a heart? That's but, um, kind of cool. But I, mean, I, I loved your guys' picture. Yeah, it, was, it was awesome. Dude, this is a great fucking I mean, you guys I look, look great in that You guys look, picture. no, you both, <laughs> you both look great we in that okay. fucking picture. Dude, yeah, you, look, you look really good in that picture. We're a good looking couple. Um, and then later on that night, like, we had, like, we're both fucking wasted and start getting in like serious talk and then like she hits me up today and she's like we need to continue to talk about last night and I was like oh fuck I do not even remember what she's talking about like, yeah babe what we, serious recap talk. it though recap it so I know where we left it. off where do we leave off <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck I have yeah. no idea what you're talking about so all in all uh, it was a great time with Ree and I, I, I just I really love spending time with her and I'm pretty happy right now in my relationship, guys. I can't even lie. I know it's kind of sappy and all that good yeah, stuff. You don't want to hear annoying. it. Nothing wrong. <laughs> but it's kind of money, and I kind of am digging every second of it. That's fine. That's great. I think it's, it's adorable. Awesome. But I, I must admit that, okay, because it's going to come off poorly if I word it incorrectly. Then I'm definitely adding this. I let Addy whisper in Addy's ear, let yeah. him say it, and then <laughs> we'll go from there. Sparkle comes up but not because I want or fantasize about having sex with her I kind of feel bad for her because once me and because she had the one and fucked it up well because she started coming back to me <laughs> Sparkle started coming back to me as soon as I met Ree Sparkle's coming and Sparkle back was like, coming oh, no, back I'll be to exclusive me now. with you and all this stuff and she was like about to be on the Chris train and I started <laughs> just like deuces. Like, I didn't even give it the time of the day. And so I feel kind of like. This is like, asshole. sorry, but I'm going to the back of the train. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. like, <laughs> 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 oh shit. Oh, fuck. Editing that out. <laughs> oh, no. Make it louder. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't, yeah that's, that's funny. That's. Make a meme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so fucking rude. <laughs> So yeah, that's my. I, I understand why you feel bad, but I'll tell you right now, you made the right decision. Thanks. You fucking did, dude. <laughs> I know. We, I you is. avoided some a, a poisonous relationship. Seriously, no, I'd knew, be, it'd be the but it would be podcast not, not her. It's not. It's nothing like I'm not saying she's a bad person. I'm not trying to say anything bad it's about Sparkle. Yeah. It's just you guys. I don't think that would have worked out. Not at all. So, I don't think after she beat my ass, but our listeners still don't. But know you beat about her ass first on. And because of how awesome Rhea is, and yeah, Rhea is. And because I knew Rhea was right for you the moment that she was making s'mores on the fucking when we were going camping. I, I mean, mean, I'm on the playa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On the on the playa, on the pyramid playa. Um, I'll tell you this though, dude. I think Rhea is a great um, addition to our little family we got going. Like Ew. us hanging out, doing. That. <laughs> You're my show. literal family, so <laughs> I don't know why you. That's say why that. I'm saying it. <laughs> I can't choose you, bro. <laughs> I'm stuck with your fucking ass. <laughs> um, but I, dude, I love Rhea. I think she's amazing. She's fucking cool as hell. She, her, and Dak hit it off automatically. Yeah. Uh, Ree's just she's super cool I instantly had a connection with her right off the bat um, so yeah I think you made a great decision I'm super but to be honest you. with you man yeah. alright Adney take it away what I thought you said you had something this week or was it you that said you had something this week no, no we were, one of you guys said you had something this week I think we were week. joking no know. way <laughs> you pieces of shit alright I have more though so we're in the hotel <laughs> oh you have more I well just, this, this little part um, and it's so hard to keep fingering them 
as they're squirting because it's just like, <laughs> you're in your mouth, Whoa, and like bro. you can't you breathe. And you're like, like oh, wait, wait, I, I got, got a warrior. I got a little bit more. <laughs> you know, started at 100 miles an hour. Listen, I got a little bit more. We were in the hotel room, and you know how it's hard to like when you're raping them, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> you start, it's just dude. so hard. Like, you're, you're doing the good you just stuff. just started you 40 minutes into a movie. <laughs> Just gushing in your face, and it's like I can't breathe. I gotta get out of there for a second. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, that's so bad for you. You made her squirt too much. Oh, that's adorable. Oh, yeah, and then we have to put a towel down. It's so oh, a towel. Oh, you have to put no, like three towels. Oh, that's three, <laughs> three, <laughs> three hotel towels. You don't gotta clink. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, I feel bad for ever taking those sheets. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, the Mexican lady was like, "Por qué." <laughs> <laughs> oh, great, great time. <laughs> no, uh, that's it. I'm done. We're going to do, um, so we all here at the Alcoholic House, we love drugs, except Danny. Um, <laughs> uh, we had, um, well, I had personal issues. Hey, I will uh, be down to try mushrooms again. I, I will be down to give you mushrooms. I love mushrooms. Mushrooms are phenomenal. They're beautiful. Um, but... This is, I'm gonna tell you a little thing. Uh, I was addicted to cocaine and a little bit of meth and fed a fucking mean, you guys. And I did a bunch of drugs and I was getting some ecstasy and trying some sex to see with a bunch of people. I was doing drugs, but um, I had a. So basically, I went from doing a bunch of drugs. To still doing a bunch of drugs, um, but because yeah, well, caffeine's drug, yeah. then blah blah blah. blah. We um, no, going. so I was a highly, I have a highly addictive personality. I just, I need to be on something, whether it be caffeine, whether it be fucking addicted drugs. to being a cunt. Anything. I'm not comfortable by myself in a like a non fucked up state, so um, <laughs> I don't like who I am, so I alter it. <laughs> Uh, I need an alternate reality. Drugs are for people who can't handle reality. Uh, yeah. They and do. reality is for people who can't handle drugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to be a meme so hard. I read, I read that online. I didn't I make that know, up. I didn't make that fucking up. genius, dude. Some, oh, Dak wrote me, wrote me this morning. She's like, someone posted, it said, um, get a girl who's a who's an adventure and a home. And someone says, so date an RV? <laughs> <laughs> and the girl got like 1,600 retreats and the guy got like 10,000. <laughs> That's fucking... Fuck, he's dumb. Awesome. I know girls always love to post, date a girl who's this and it's a the blank. Get a girl who can do both. The most, no, it's always the most obvious thing. Get a girl who will be nice to you. Duh! <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? What, like, what? Because you only have one, the boring ass, basic ass quality that you feel attached to? Like, be a little more specific. Exactly. And I love how. Date a girl who doesn't fuck all your friends. Dude, wow, great piece seriously. of advice. Great piece of advice. <laughs> Never would have thought of that. It's like Addie says, don't award someone who's not a piece of shit. It's like, <laughs> you should know not to be a piece of shit. Like, that's, that's how it goes. But, uh, so we. I found out something really uh, horrific this fucking week. From from all the drugs that I did till now, I actually quit everything. Um, I was addicted to five-hour energy drinks a lot, a lot. So I found out that when they gave the statistics on them, the high acidity levels can actually give you cancer. Which and it shoved my uncle's blood clot to his heart. 
there you because go. of his blood was thinner and all that great stuff. But everything gives you cancer. Me doing the podcast with Chris Smith gives me cancer. <laughs> but that's fine. A little uh, bit, dude. A little bit. A little bit of cancer, Chris. Dicks. <laughs> and uh, testicular cancer. <laughs> yeah, my balls yeah. are hard. Go ahead. It. Remove them. I don't want to have babies. <laughs> no, oh, you have miracle sperm, bro. You're going to have babies. <laughs> <laughs> Even if they removed your whole... If you had a clit, you would still get bitches pregnant. <laughs> that's true. I do have miracle sperm. That's true. Because his fucking sperm has a fucking contingency plan. <laughs> if Andy shaves off Batman, <laughs> Dick shaves off and Clint, his sperm knows what to do. They've been planning around Andy cutting his fucking balls off. <laughs> and he's fucking my, dead. My sperm can take down the Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that's so um, but I mean, there's evidence, you know? <laughs> certified. There's certified. evidence. Chris, certified. Speak to me for what? Be certified. Magical sperm certified. Sperm to be satisfied. <laughs> so, um, I had a, actually, I went for vibrant energy drink. A friend turned me on to Kratom. Kratom can be used as an opiate replacement. It can actually, if you're a, if, I know plenty of people who, who've used it for different things. So marijuana, for instance, can do something that takes the next 26 pills combined, just do what marijuana does. But CBT oil, all this shit CBD. that can be, what, CBD? CBD? Sorry, CBD oil, all this stuff that can be extracted from just hemp or marijuana plant in general. If you haven't read the book, that, Steven, what trash ice cream? Shut up, Andy. There's a bowl full of ice! <laughs> well, I didn't see that, I'm trying to do this fast. Well, you shouldn't be putting ice in your booze anyway. I'm not even drinking booze, bitch! You shouldn't be putting ice in your Pepsi anyway! I'm not drinking Pepsi either, motherfucker! You shouldn't be putting ice in your tears anyway! <laughs> but, okay, you got me. <laughs> so, um, any extract, like, even before we were an actual country, it was illegal to not grow hemp. Did you know that? Yep. Um, there's a book called, I believe, The Emperor Wears New Clothes. Not The Emperor Wears No Clothes, that's an actual traditional fucking classic book. Emperor Wears New Clothes, it's the marijuana bible. It gives you everything the mar- uh, that, that hemp plant can be useful for. It, it, Which if, is like everything. If the marijuana plant was found now, right now in society, it would be the biggest discovery in our history because of everything it's useful for. Yeah, but for. the DEA would still classify it as a drug. So of we wouldn't course. be able to use it. Because it know, would take down hey. all the plastics. It would take down your paper companies. It would take down all this fucking and stuff. And that's why it became illegal in the first place. Yeah. Tell them, Steve. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It became illegal because people there was... Uh, people that were fucking woodsmen who were cutting down trees. That were, they were basically that's why we came to America. That's like a big thing in England at the time. They had chopped down almost the every lumber single companies one. were incredibly powerful and rich at the time, yeah. like ridiculously, and they used that power and influence. Same with the cotton. It's yeah, the to push yeah, it forward. Too. Came yep. up with like the cotton. Cotton press. too, exactly. Cotton, well, the cotton gin. The cotton gin. But, sorry. But yeah. in England at the time, before we even came over here, we had chopped down almost every fucking tree in England. Almost every fucking tree, and it takes. So much time for a tree to grow. We all know this. Hemp can be grown like it's like ten times faster than a fucking yeah, tree. It is, dude. A you miracle. can do like a year. You could probably harvest the hemp off. Of well, it harvests two times a year, right? Is it two? Well, I know that's for the marijuana buds. I don't know how like the actual hemp to be it that yeah, strong. Yeah, but I'm not for instance, sure. this it's a miracle fucking plant. Now there's another plant that's been around for thousands of years, and it's the kratom plant. I don't know exactly what it's called in Asia because it is an Asian plant grown in Southeast Asia. But, all right, I think it's in just Southern Asia. But this plant can be used for 
your opiate receptors, everything. This plant is it fucking It takes great. people off of heroin. It weans people off of alcohol. Even caffeine. It helps caffeine, it helps caffeine purposes. It has energy purposes and behind it. And it doesn't put you... Oh, sorry. Keep going. Sorry. It can be found... Um, It's in the family of caffeine. It's in the family of opiates. All these. It does all these different fucking things. It is another miracle plant yeah, that's sure. been around for so long. But it started coming up more. It started people... I know plenty of people who were addicted to pills. We had just mentioned somebody else earlier on the podcast that was a pill addict. He even said, no, it has helped me get off pills. It helped me and my girl get off fucking anything that they were doing prior. I know another girl who was addicted to um, Adderall, who was addicted to pills, not only Adderall, antidepressants, and also... Uh, opiate pills. So she was addicted to Big Pharma. Yeah. <laughs> and she found this, discovered this, and it helped her wean off of that. Off of and all of them or just out of Off of all of them. Wow. All the pills. Not only that, but there has been no study of long-term effects from this fucking thing. It is my weed because I do not smoke weed. We have talked about this before. Wink. It is, <laughs> wink. I smoke weed sometimes before I go to bed. Periodically, <laughs> yeah. Um, periodically, yes, I do. I have to smoke before bed, and sometimes I do. I was sneak out in the backyard, take one hit, I'm fucking high, <laughs> and I got to go to bed. But I don't smoke religiously. It's, I, don't, I don't smoke from, uh, like, recreationally. Right, like, yeah. I smoke because I don't want to take uh, uh, fucking a... I have Tylenol PM. Yeah, my or fucking um, melatonin. And my sister was which gives addicted. you some fucking insane fucking dreams. Yeah, it does, dude. It can do almost worth it for that. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Dude, like if you're if you're someone who never has nightmares, because I like I never have nightmares, do it. <laughs> Just want to see what it's like. Yeah, melatonin because your body naturally produces melatonin. Right. It's all natural. You take it though; it puts you to sleep, and it gives you some fucked up dreams. Like we can do a let's like we do a dream talk. Psilocybin is within the same vein as um, dimethyltryptamine, and dimethyltryptamine DMT is, is in your brain. Yeah, so mushrooms that, but the melatonin so pills close. you become reliant on really fast. Oh really? For like, if you if you use them to try to go to sleep, you become reliant on them, just like Tylenol PM. Like you end up, mm. you use them a couple of times because oh, I just need, I just want, I just need a little bit of help to get to sleep. Next thing you know, you're doing it for a couple of times a week. It turns into every fucking day, and your stomach starts to have incredible amounts of cramps and pains from digest, trying to digest all those fucking pills. Mm. It's really, really bad for you. Even if it's all natural, because it is melatonin, natural, fucking quote unquote. But still, well, you're any, still, you can take anything. I feel like in excess, and eventually it's going to fuck up the chemistry. Well, yeah, everything in moderation. Yeah. You can literally drink too much water. We had a president that yourself. died from drinking milk and eating cherries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a that's that, not a fucking that, fake thing. That's a real thing. Joke. That I, I know it's not. It's still it's funny. It's a, still funny. There's like a very, 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 very small trace amount of arsenic. In cherries. in cherries, so you have to eat like how many two cherries? metric tons or something. <laughs> like, but you can get there. And he died from eating cherries. Four thousand pounds. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But um, so kratom. I just a uh, friend showed me kratom, and it completely saved me in wanting to do a, a, take a bunch of fucking energy drinks and all that stuff. It's actually helped me energy wise. If you take a bunch of it, it can act as an opiate receptor, or it can it can affect your opiate receptor story. Like you feel like you're high on Vicodin, but if you only take a little tiny like. Teaspoon or tablespoon, yeah, a little spoonful, it doesn't do that. It actually gives you a little bit of energy. The reason 
I mainly started taking it, which I was addicted to fucking five hour energies, like I said, but also I had gotten my teeth fixed at the time, right when he gave it to me. And I didn't want to drink as much coffee as I was drinking because I was drinking coffee and taking energy drinks. And he goes, oh, you, you drink coffee? Even You got your teeth fixed? You, I got them whitening and everything. I spent four to 100 bucks. He goes, here, this will help you energy wise. He even said when I posted about it, he was like, oh, the fucking anybody's up to give, you know, let the big coffee corporations, Matt, you know, Matt. Yeah. Kid, kid's smart as fuck. He researches everything. But he's like, yeah, he's the one that gave us the RSS speed. But he was like, fucking, yeah, let the coffee companies fucking rain while this fucking plant that has no effects. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're illegal, right? Let's make them illegal. And it's fucked up because they're making it illegal beginning of October, the end of September. And I'm telling you, this fucking thing has helped me so much. It's helped me get off everything that I was on. It literally fucking saved my life in a sense. Because I, like I said, I... I do have an addictive personality. I do like having that alternate state. I do like being energized and everything. But Kratom is definitely something that doesn't show any long-term effects. And it's actually helped me. Dude, there's seriously the only drawback to Kratom. I don't do it because of this drawback. That drawback is, is you have to, it's eating Dirt, a giant spoonful of fucking dirt. It's dirt. Fuck. It's dirt. Yeah, but, but it's hard. No, it's difficult. He goes, no, bro. You gotta do a little bit at a time and like swish a drink around in your mouth and yeah, with I'm it swishing it around. And then like you swish the drink around. That way it's easier to swallow because it's like doing the cinnamon challenge. It's like nope. I tried that, motherfucker. Uh, fuck you. But it's what, impossible. But him, uh, him, and other people that I know, um, they don't do it the same way I take it. I take it pure, just how it is. People would put it in gelatin caps. All you gotta do is put it in gelatin cap. Oh, you can wow. take it. Uh. The gelatin cap melts, uh, melts in your stomach. And what you, am I fucking Walter White? I'm gonna uh, do, like, make uh, my own thing. Uh, fuck you. God, I don't got a lab. You can buy gelatin caps and you can make it yourself, or you can just buy kratom in gelatin caps already. I buy it. Straight in the package and let I, it know. See, thank you. No, you bought it. You're not gonna be buying it for two months longer. You better stop. No, up. that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Allegedly, it's what I'm doing. <laughs> My address is six five four. Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of bullshit. I'm very fucking upset that they're making this illegal because it has helped so many people that I know personally that they even stated. I was an ad- I have an addictive personality as well. It I, it has affected me in this way. It helped me get off this and that and this. It helps people, and FDA doesn't approve it. It already it says on the packaging not for human consumption because the FDA doesn't want to make think it it's legal. More the CIA and the DEA rather than the FDA because they're the ones that are directly benefiting from it being illegal. Because now they can make it to where you are still addicted to those opiate pills. You are still addicted. To those Adderall pills because you don't have this other thing that's going to be able to supplement what those are doing yeah. for you. So I think it's more it the DEA <laughs> saving their own job because they're realizing that eventually they're going to have to label marijuana as a Schedule 2 drug. So they're not going to be able to be getting all this revenue from marijuana. So what are we going to make that's going to replace marijuana that everybody uses that doesn't do a lot of fucking harm to you, but we can make a quick buck off of it. Oh, this stuff Kratom that everyone's starting to use right now is taking them off of our opiate pills, is taking them off this, is doing this. And if marijuana becomes legal, then we'll just schedule this as a schedule one drug so and now nothing we have a, changes the, the, for the DEA. The cycle continues. Exactly. The cycle fucking It's the continues. DEA just making sure that their job is going to be there tomorrow. That's all it is. Really, the DEA needs to be abolished and you need to... Sanction all the DEA to like a CIA agent, an FBI agent, and you have to, you're gonna have to, because you can't just abolish the DEA because there's too many people involved and you there's can't. A, there's so there's many an like, organizations fucking, that are, are fighting against drug though. It's like, it seems like it's a little superfluous. 
And especially when you have like, and none of them give a shit about the the most harmful drugs, which are pharmaceutical companies that make just fucking chemicals. They're like, hey, shove this down your gullet, even with all these goddamn yeah. side effects. People were since the eighties, people were making jokes about how like the side effects are worse than the actual symptoms that you're taking the fucking pill for. Watch the commercial, and it's only gotten Literally. worse. There are antidepressant pills that cause thoughts of suicide. Yeah, when Look, really you could take some ketamine and a couple things of ketamine and ketamine treatment and you can be okay after four or five things of ketamine treatment Neil Brennan he suffered yeah, but he from depression yeah he said it burned his eyes for a couple months <laughs> no he didn't that's yeah, he not did. what he said he said that it like no, it, that, that's that's out of context for sure but, uh, that's fine that's fine he did say it he, he also like, said oh, that shit. he also said that it worked the first it time did, it that did. she was so fucking happy and all that all we're saying is the reason why Kratom is being a Schedule 1 drug is because it directly Schedule is a competitor one. of... It's affecting the for, people who are in power right now. For people who don't exactly. know, what's, if, you, if you're not privy to what Schedule drugs are, okay, Schedule 1 drugs, which marijuana is listed of that, is also heroin, methamphetamine, crack, cocaine. Those are fucking Schedule 1. Schedule 3... Schedule oxycodone. Well, yeah, those and those are given by prescription. Oxycodone, there you go. But Schedule Three drugs, Tylenol, fucking uh, Adderall. I don't. I think Adderall might be Schedule One or Two. Look, but, um, like, but, but there, this is like headache medicine. One. Things These you can buy from the drugs. store. Are schedule Three. Psilocybin, which completely uh, meshes with our chemistry. Um, MDMA, which also has been proven to help with depression. Which that's how it started. It was legalized before Marijuana, it was fucking illegal. LSD. And heroin. The only one I don't agree, or I could agree with, is heroin. But that's just because I've never done heroin. I've heard that if you can microdose on heroin, it actually has beneficial effects. Well, but I mean, heroin's I'm not opiates. And your like, your dealer told you that, didn't? Uh, <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I love drugs. Help you. I you, love you drugs. Hate life? So I go down this the drug rabbit Just microdose on this. Micro shoot. <laughs> but those are all drugs that <laughs> can actually <laughs> benefit you. The, the, okay, so is is cocaine and crack on there nope. on Schedule One? Nope. What? Where are they scheduled two? I think they are. Let me see. Well, cocaine is proven to um like actual like first doses of cocaine. Oh yeah, I actually read statistics about that about how like cocaine uh, carries with it lesser um like like if like less prison time and less punishment than you get caught with cocaine than marijuana. Yeah. Oh shit, no way. Yeah. But cocaine also. I think um, it is. I, I think it. Hold on, keep going. Because cocaine uh, is a frat boy drug, and weed is usually an inner city black person drug. So that's why cocaine. <laughs> that's another big reason. Why exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, that's why the war drugs started. But we're not. Gonna and that's get why into like that. the stop and frisk laws became a thing, and they were targeting fucking Hispanic and black men. Exactly. But cocaine, like there are studies that show that cocaine, uh, small doses of cocaine will actually help you brain wise, but in long term effects, they they don't help you. But they did test. Cocaine's a schedule fucking three drug. What? I'm looking what? at the DEA's website right now. Are you now. fucking serious? No. That's, That's insane. That's crazy. Because rich white people do it all the time. That's right. Oh, you're fucking right. <laughs> I guarantee you. So you're fucking white, bro. You're white. <laughs> no, I mean, you're right. But uh, yeah, cocaine, there's actually studies that show. Oh, with, it's on Schedule 2 and Schedule 3. But with, yeah, <clears throat> if you're white, it's Schedule 3. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, cocaine. There's actually sh tests that show you that if you if you're taking a test, for instance, and you do cocaine for the first time, and those who don't do cocaine, they did like a double blind study. Those who did cocaine do better on the test results. <laughs> your brain's more active. You're thinking more. Everything like that. Your brain's in a constant flow. But long term effects show that it does not help you. But the beginning effects actually do help you. But 
I believe it's just that uh, amphetamine rush, that that whole rush of uh, adrenaline gets you thinking more. Like, for instance, Adderall. Adderall is not just amphetamine. It's four different types of amphetamine. So is Ritalin. That is legal meth given to kids. That's what Adderall is. That Adderall shit, is scheduled two. So wait, hold on. Adderall so should be fucking everyone knows schedule, schedule one. one is considered drugs with no currently accepted medical use, which is ridiculous. Because LSD, <laughs> psilocybin, LSD. And those are the only drugs that on that list. I know, of all the drugs, the only ones that can actually be beneficial are not used in the things. Fuck, that's, that's so stupid. Listen, MDMA, for instance, that has been shown to help with PTSD because it releases serotonin in your head. It actually, they just really do double blind studies government with does the, not care about our troops. No, LSD. There you go. That's <laughs> it. Name of the podcast. <laughs> the it is. I mean, not that care about so our troops. Look at how, look at how, yeah, yeah, dude, like, look how many are, like, are struggling with finding any kind of benefits for being injured. Like, they are fucking injured fighting for you, and yet, yeah, you're not even helping them out, you motherfuckers. They're not even, like, they'll talk about how support our troops, but when they talk about supporting troops, all they mean is supporting this war. Yeah. They don't yeah. mean support. They don't, that's they fucking never, so true. They industry. never talk about it when they come home and they're, fu- and they don't have a job and they need food. They're fucking injured. They they're need not to the VA they need, that they need not only physical but also mental fucking health and they need help and they're not being given they're stuck on a waiting list for fucking eight years I mean like the homeless and suicide rate for veterans is absolutely fucking just horrific it, yeah so that yeah it's fucking it's awesome in a sense of law. and they should all be given weed and <laughs> they should they should be allowed to take all, all the, the kratom drugs kratom. all the kratom they, they should be allowed all the drugs <laughs> and when I said awesome Three I mean, like, like all like every, like it should those things should be legal but if you have a car you get it for free and all the veterans should get cars and when I, when I say the word awesome I don't mean like it's cool awesome in a large sense like it is huge the way that they're treated like this this whole fucking thing it is fucked up because yes like Addy just said it's only good to support the troops if it's for the benefit of the rich that benefit off of these troops going to war it's not that they want you to people do not we don't they, want you to support the people them we want you to support the cause that we exactly. started the war machine we want the fucking war is old men talking and young men damn, dying testosterone is considered right. a schedule 3 drug that's crazy. How we literally pro- a man t- produces testosterone, and the DEA said, "No man's allowed to produce whoa, testosterone." What are you doing producing testosterone? Schedule three means is it is medical. Schedule three drugs, substances, or chemicals are defined as drugs with a moderate to low potential for physical and psychological dependence. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa Chris, hold on. Are you the definitions are fucking retarded? But yeah, that's. Are you the... taking testosterone on the weekends? <laughs> <laughs> are you having fun on the weekends? What is that fucking Doug yeah, Stanhope? Stan like they're gonna start <laughs> testing for testosterone in the workplace. Testosterone is in the same category as ketamine. I just don't feel like it should say, be because ketamine energy, right? fucking wrecks you. It says testosterone. They're gonna say they're gonna start testing for testosterone in the workplace. Whoa, Jimmy, are you having? Fun on the weekend? <laughs> I, thought you, I thought it was adrenaline. Are we not fun enough for you? <laughs> I thought it was a test adrenaline on the All right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. adrenaline. But still, testosterone <laughs> fits the point yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Those are yeah. similar things. <laughs> Whatever, bro. Women have hella testosterone, bro. Meth is scheduled too. What? Yeah. Well, that's because they meth. need... They need Meth should be a Schedule 1, hands down. Yep. But they, they need it to be a Schedule 2 so they can put it in Adderall and shit. Yeah, Seriously, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
Damn, all right, let's get done it's reading crazy that. Looking at, uh, sorry, it's crazy. Let's, let's get done reading all these drug things. Basically, what we're saying is kratom has a lot of benefits, completely, and there are no side effects. And yet, wait, hold on, hold on. Did you say so? Um, if you took, let's say, you usually do like one tablespoon. Yeah. So if you did like five, would it if you start took to a lot, you? It, actually, it would more make you sick. It would you would choke to death because it's dirt. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking dirt. You're so, a, where do you work? A dirt farm. You should know. <laughs> yeah, dirt tastes gross. <laughs> um, no, it actually Wait, um, it makes you and sick. It, it makes your stomach it, hurt. That's it. It's not. Uh, so the, you've never. And taken, it's not the playa, bro. I've taken. I've taken an overdose. That's like I've got you high. I've taken what considered no. It gets gets you high. Even energy, even caffeine gets you high. Um, that's you. A drug is something that causes a physiological effect to the body. Anything, any anything that causes a physiological effect to the body is considered a drug. It still gets you high. Caffeine gets you high, but taking a large dose of kratom, you can't overdose, but you can get sick off of it. It can make your stomach hurt. It hurts your stomach. I think it hits your acidity receptors. But you're not so even you doing start, no PCP you shit when you're going feeling, all crazy. No, you start it. feeling acidic. Like you hmm. get the like large levels, large levels of acidity, and it makes you want to vomit. But you don't get in any type of state of PCP, methamphetamine, none of that ever, hmm. ever. It doesn't make you angry. It doesn't do. It literally makes you happy. It's just like caffeine. Caffeine makes me happy. Um, yeah, it, that's what caffeine does have that effect. Like it's proven it. Puts you in a better mood. Doesn't and, just wake and, you up. And most Tylenol, most like headache medicine has caffeine in it because it like because uh, headaches and stuff like that is like I think it's like low oxygen levels to the brain or or higher sensitivity and it allows caffeine allows better blood flow and it helps get rid of uh, headaches. And but that's kratom right there. And it just it's so fucking unbelievable as a class one the schedule or one schedule one. Sorry, yeah, it, it's it to me it just baffles me and it fucking makes me real upset. And that's why I asked the guys, hey, can we bring this up? Because Chris posted about it. He brought it to me, my attention because that's my weed to me. That's my marijuana. Is this is something that doesn't have yeah, a long term effect? Yeah, it doesn't have kratom on him, bro. So I don't know what you're gonna do once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucked. And I've looked. And what's He's gonna start though. Maybe fuck. if he's smart. <laughs> <laughs> I've already looked up uh, how to get kratom pills, but um, every one pill in like a thousand actually grows. It's a very hard plant to grow. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. So it's really shitty. And even yeah. when they ship them over from Asia to here, most of them are already dead anyway. They 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 have a short term, uh, short lifespan. Life. Yeah, they have a very small well, uh, shelf life. Well, I hope that they're sending the seeds, not the actual plants. No, they're sending seeds. <laughs> um, no, but when they when they actually the seeds are weak. <laughs> the seeds are weak, but when they actually do the plants, like they grow like fucking sage here, for instance. They grow like trees oh, in, Asia, in Asia. They're very oh. easy there. It's just the climate. It's like it's like for instance, um, kind of the plant is indigenous to the area, right. so the area is perfect for them. That's how evolution yeah. works. Like fucking uh, what's it called that you get it? The sushi bars, fucking um. The, the oh, the shit. green stuff? Wasabi? Why can't I think of that? Why can't I think of that? Wasabi. Because you're not a good chef? <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Italian <laughs> chef, Andy. No, yeah, you I'm better so figure it out. Who worked at an Asian restaurant for a while? I did. Like, I couldn't. Right now, I'm, I'm, I take too oh, much kratom, no, and I can't think, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, Get but, off them schedule ones, bro. <laughs> but wasabi 
it only grows in a certain area in Japan. It's like in the in the river in a certain area it grows, but it's just because of the climate, everything. Look at truffles, for instance. Truffles can't be grown. It's like in European areas. Certain things grow in certain areas right. beautifully, perfectly. They fucking flourish. Unless it's marijuana, because that bitch can grow Calif- anywhere. But California, look, people say, this weed, or uh, fucking Middle East, this weed. Like, there's only certain areas. East Coast, you can't, you Ask get shit weed. You get shit you weed in the East Coast. You used to get shit weed. Now you have now hydroponics and everything. Yes, like, but naturally, pretty good weed. naturally, naturally okay, I'm saying, because people aren't growing kratom with hydroponics, Well, bro. they could, bro. They could, bro. And they're going to start they could, now bro. it's illegal. <laughs> Here's my girl room. Half is kratom. <laughs> <laughs> I got kratom over here and marijuana over here. What's up? Alright, but yes. Um, so it, it kind of sucks that that isn't a marijuana. It's easy to get, obviously. I can call fucking eight people I know right now. Give me a little bit of weed. That's fine. I don't want to be high when I go to work. I, I want a little bit of coffee replacement. So I'm, I am going to stock up allegedly on some Kratom <laughs> beforehand. It's going to be so tried- expensive, though, to get like if people start actually growing it and dealing it or something, they're gonna, it's going to be a Especially lot of fucking money. Especially if it's like money. one in a thousand, it's going to be expensive. A lot. It's, so, it's going to be super rare. Like, oh, you know Because you're not going to oh. be able to get it over the border anymore because the DEA is Oh, is that too much for you, bro? Is that too much for mm-hmm. you? Um, do you know another guy who sells Kratom? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I just wanted to basically say it's fucking bullshit. God, they're creating like the DEA is literally creating another drug problem because they're going to make kratom a schedule you, one drug. Yeah, because that, the cartels gonna are going to exactly get it. The cartels seriously. are going to jump on kratom seriously. and they're going to become more and more like, oh, you you legalized weed and you took that away from them, or you're gonna if you do, you'll take that away from them. They're going to replace it with kratom because that's another thing you made illegal. But you know what sucks you're is dumb. the first people growing weed sucked. It took years no, for weed to get good, so kratom is going to suck. Probably. For like the first hundred years. It's like, so we're going to, like with today's advances in modern it's science, like, it's not dumb to think I can't live to like 230, 245 <laughs> to where Kratom will start getting good again. I'm with you, dude. I feel like the second skin coming out. Like, dude, the, no wrinkles. I feel like the U.S. government is basically comic book writers at all. We can't kill the villain because then we won't have any more comic books. <laughs> so we got to keep giving something for the villain to survive. So we'll we'll, we'll take away this drug and then give you another one to, to sell and be powerful off of yeah, cartels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just fucking dumb. Just like why a guy won't kill the devil. Apparently, he just likes having him around. Yeah, what the f- so he looks good in comparison. Yeah, but like Satan has been the church's best friend since the beginning of the church. Like <laughs> Satan and God, they're homies. It's the threat of hell that gets the people gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You need you need an enemy. They, you wouldn't have superheroes unless you had an enemy. They what? What's the point of superheroes? Yeah, like you know, like. If they were just fighting, like, you know, just guys robbing banks, you wouldn't give a shit. They need a supervillain. They need something big. They need something to capture the imagination. Yeah, they need something threatening. They need something that's like, is there, are they going to survive? Are they going to make it like that? Everyone needs an enemy. And that's why church loves Satan. Hands on. But what's funny is, for you who don't know, Satanism, Satanism has nothing to do with uh, Catholicism Actually. or anything like that. Uh, look at people, Sa- people think of Satanism and they think of like the 80s bullshit where it was like, oh, we're sacrificing animals and babies. And oh, we're doing dude. Evil shit. We, like, should, we could talk about the fucking. It's the, like actually Satanism. Satanism is just like saying that, like, hey, man. Think with your head. It's mostly the name. Yeah, no. the, name the name. Yeah. The name of Satanism is just given there just to troll Christians and shit. Yep, like that's exactly. the only reason why they call it Satanism is to piss people off. In reality, it's just oh man, be nice to people, be tolerant of other cultures, don't be racist, uh, don't be sexist, it's, don't rape. It's socialist humanitarianism, which is something that the Christians never said. They never said not to rape. They don't care. They never no. said not rape. If Satanism they, they jumped said, on that train. Like oh no no, we're against it. <laughs> they said if you get raped. You have to keep the baby, bitch. You keep that baby. You don't take that baby. Well, not only that, but the actual the guy that raped you, 
he has to marry Oh, yeah, right. I forgot about that part. Of course. I mean, obviously. Why wouldn't that be a thing? Wait, one one quick little tidbit that is just a random piece of information that I got because we're talking about drugs. Pablo Picasso's estimated worth was around $30 billion. What do you think El Guapo's is? Because he's the new... You mean, you, no, he's no, the no, not Pablo Francisco. You mean... Or no, you said Pablo Picasso. Uh, you mean I Pablo apologize. Escobar. I, I don't know why I was saying Pablo, Picasso. Pablo I, said Picasso. Picasso. I was like, what the fuck Pablo, are you talking about? I don't about? know why Listen, I was Pablo Picasso. Pablo Picasso is worth way more than $30 billion. He was one of the best painters in the That's world. That's my bad. Let me so the most that. famous drug dealer this. of all time. The most me, famous drug that. lord of all time. Yeah, Pablo Picasso. The Italian drug lord. The shit is David Bowie's <laughs> great thing that he was good at. We're not taking any of this out because this is okay, great. Yeah, that's fine. That's no, like, I know what you meant, though. We the most famous drug lord of all time versus right now. Well, because he is like the biggest right now. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so it's just a random past versus present. Random. Bit Who was the greatest of all yeah. time? Yeah. Pound for pound. Much, how much not the think? greatest of this time or past time. Or that, this time, that time, part time or full time, but of all time. Well, I mean, who? How much do you think El Guapo's got? Well, so how much was Escobar? Thirty billion. That dude burned well, well, no, money. No, no, no. Let's think of the time inflation. Let's put that in there. Ooh, what? Yeah. You might as well put it up to fifty. But not only that. Maybe they already said. Maybe that, they so. already did. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. didn't not it. only that, but I think it's a couple million each year was just eaten by rats. Yeah. And because then he was they also buried it. money. Yeah. He burned it and he buried it because he didn't have a place to put his fucking money at all. So and it was eaten. <laughs> they spent they spent wait, they spent a couple okay. million on on fucking uh what's it called? Rubber bands alone for his money. Millions of dollars on rubber bands each year. Think about say, that. You're gonna have that problem. And one time you're gonna one day you'll realize the biggest problem isn't pulling in this stuff. It's what to do with all the fucking cash. <laughs> <laughs> El Guapo's at one to three billion. Damn. That's how fucking gangster Pablo Escobar. We want to end this by saying, um, <laughs> but like we he's don't so, condone drugs. Escobar, Escobar has an amazing Netflix series. <laughs> Do you think Trump will ever live up to that though? Have a great Netflix series? No way. And Escobar, no, don't get. What me if wrong. he ends up? He's a shitty fucking person. But hey. He did like no 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 and like no, he was no. like helping people out. That's, That's cool. what I'm saying. He's not really not really a shitty person. Well, actually. I mean, he's a pretty shitty person. No, well, what he did for his country is fucking incredible. He built schools. Yeah, he also he did like burn little kids down. I can understand. He did some things. <laughs> you know, something that like actually like but no, it, I agree. That's I agree. something that like a lot of um like uh, mobsters and stuff would do in the U.S. is that they would give money to the neighborhood and the community to get them on their side so they wouldn't rat or they would appreciate them. Like, get oh, man, you, want, die, the, yeah, you want the people on your side against the government. It's like, well, the people are on my side, so fuck you. Yeah. And so that's a, that's a smart move to do. So you can create, like, look, and he, you, all right, look, I burned that school ne- down and I killed your children, so you're afraid of me? But if you're nice... I'll buy you a brand new school like I did these other kids. Right. So you get both. You can either you can either be loyal to me and get everything you ever wanted or be a douchebag and then you're going to lose it. <laughs> oh, another random fucking tip. be a because fucking you, douche, bro? Because you brought up... <laughs> <laughs> that's got me. That's, that's Mussolini. Hello, what do we got to do? What do we do, Mussolini? <laughs> because you brought up Capone? Oh, bro. Uh, I heard another thing. I would be hanging out with Adolf, though. <laughs> He's a stand-up guy. <laughs> We agree on a lot of things, bro. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> uh, I heard a silly little thing about Capone that I guess he wasn't like 
he didn't go full mobster until uh, I guess an uncle or a sister or a brother or his no, wife no, no, or something was killed, and like that's when he like started killing everybody. No, and being, like, no, a no. Okay, what happened with him? He's actually he was not even born in New York or, or Chicago, I believe. He was born in. But some there other wasn't town. like a certain point in time where he like flipped the switch. That's what I was. That's what I was. That's what I listened. You're to. thinking of Michael Corleone. No. <laughs> well, what happened with um, Capone? Actually, he was um, he was actually a part of another little outfit where he was a nobody. He actually was at a bar, got attacked, and he fucking killed somebody. And he killed somebody that was a member, I think, of another gangster mafia. People, a made guy. Yeah, yeah, a made guy. So basically, he was told by the fucking outfit he was in, we need to send you somewhere else. And they did, and that's when he became big. So he killed the wrong person. That's how he huh. became the guy that he was. But also, he was he was under another guy, John... Uh, John Torrio. John Torrio was the made man that he was under. He was his protege, Capone, and Capone got rid of John Torrio. And because to like a made in the place, a made guy means you can fuck with anyone that no, you want, right. and nobody can fuck with you. You can be part of. You can be part of them. You can be an earner and earn money for the mafia and give your tribute and have whatever and have like all your money and kill people and do all these crazy stuff and be a mobster you're above everyone else civilian wise but you cannot fuck with a made man a made man you have to earn that and become part of a crew and be official part of the crew it's like a ranking and uh, he fucked around and killed a made guy just like Tommy and Goodfellas yeah and so basically he got sent away he sent to work under John Torrio and I'm not sure if he actually killed John Torrio or if somebody else went and attacked John Torrio but um, he passed the torch on basically no matter what Capone got the torch passed on to him it wasn't necessarily it, he got pushed in that direction but he was already a fuck up growing up anyway but he got pushed in that direction due to the fact that he, he killed the wrong person alright um, well yeah but, so uh, the DEA wants a new Al Capone create him hashtag <laughs> that was a long ass hashtag. Bunch of letters. I'm gonna I wanna add the word hashtag before I hashtag it. Hashtag. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, a, like I'm from Hong Kong, you know, I'm like, come with me, take my body. <laughs> You're so racist. You're really bad at Asian accents, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> So this week for uh, Stevie's book suggestion, I'm gonna suggest the book "Get Capone: The Secret Plot That Captured <laughs> America's Most Wanted Gangster." Foreshadowed! I foreshadowed without even knowing. I foreshadowed. Well, I didn't actually pick a book, so as soon as you mentioned Capone, I went and grabbed the oh. book. <laughs> God damn it! You were you were excited? No, no, no. You did foreshadow. I had this plan. <laughs> right. I had this plan two weeks ago uh-huh. to talk about Capone um, by Jonathan Egg. E I G E. No, not egg. 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 <laughs> so, drawing on a recent discovered government documents, wiretap transcripts, and Al Capone's handwritten personal letters, New York Times bestseller author Jonathan Egg tells the dramatic story of the rise and fall of the nation's most infamous criminal in rich new detail. From the moment he arrived in Chicago in 1920, Capone found himself in a world of limitless opportunity. Within a few years, Capone controlled an illegal bootlegging business, the annual revenue rivaling some of the nation's largest corporations. Along the way, 
He corrupted the Chicago police force and local courts while becoming one of the world's first international celebrities. Legend credits Elliot Ness and his untouchables with apprehending Capone, but Egg shows that this wasn't so. In Get Capone, the man known as Scarface emerges as a complex man, doomed as much by his ego as by his vicious criminality. This is the real Al Capone. So basically why they called him Scarface, Chris, was the reason I told you he was caught. He killed somebody, I believe, but he was actually cut on the face by that person. Mm. I think that's what it was. He was cut on the face by it. I believe he was cut on the face at a bar that he was working at. He got his face slit. And it was a famous bar that a lot of people went to all the time. They would have, I believe, shows. It, would, it was like, it had all these little, little large booths that people would sit in all the time. And I believe that's where he got the name Scarface because he was cut in the face. But he basically, people talk about um, the Untouchables catching him, which was basically the police force, the secret police force that was created. There's actually a movie called Untouchables, which is fucking phenomenal. Um, and the police force created actually has uh, what's his name in it? Fucking who played 007 that everyone knows about? Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Sean Connery is in the Untouchables. He fucking does a great job. Chris remember. is like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I can't Sean remember his Connery. name. I guess, dude. I couldn't remember Sean Connery. <laughs> Shaken, not stirred. But he, uh, yeah, he's stirred. in the movie as well. And a couple, a couple of the big name actors. But basically, it shows the, the rise and fall of Capone in that movie. And he was caught not just by the police, but they couldn't catch him for his criminal acts. He was a celebrity. People like adored him in Chicago. He was caught from tax evasion. They had no other way to catch him, so they caught him through tax that's evasion. That's all they get you. <laughs> I love how Chris said, Whoa, that's all they get you. <laughs> it's like it wasn't even Chris. That's our guest star. <laughs> uh, but yes, the that's book. Our, tech, our accountant. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, the book is called Get Capone, and it's by Jonathan Egg. And I uh, hope, we all hope, you um, enjoyed the new equipment. Hopefully it sounds not too bad. It doesn't. It horrible. Uh, but yes, this is the Alcoholicast. We love you. Please um, rate and review us on rate iTunes. and review us on iTunes, please. That's what we're trying we to do. We need it, man. We fucking need it to pay we for this equipment. It. We and need it so Stevie can buy Kratom before it goes illegal. Go do mushrooms. Like, this week and just go out there. You have a good time. Do some mushrooms. Don't take feel a lot the of spirit. mushrooms. Don't take feel a lot the of mushrooms. Feel spirit, bro. Go to your... Because your if you take man. too many mushrooms, you're going to be like, oh, I had a bad trip. Chris is a liar. Mushrooms I, are bad. Have your own burning And don't man. do it with that kind of person that always flips out over nothing that's super yeah. like... Because yep. they're going to fuck up your trip. Yep. The, the most relaxed friends you have... Do it and then like then go have sex with somebody when you're com- when you're down with the mushrooms. And like but I said, definitely. take your own drugs and do your own burning, man. Like grab a nice boyfriend, burn him at the stake, <laughs> and just be on drugs while you do it. You won't really care, you'll guys. See, you can't do that. I mean, because you'll actually get in trouble if you burn down your ex girlfriend. Girls, you'll you'll be okay. No, no. You'll, be, you'll, be, girls, you'll be fine. The view, will, the the view will congratulate you'll you. You'll get like two. The view will laugh yeah. and be like, well, I, "You go, girl." You get like two to three years of probation, if that. Probably not even that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we didn't Bob Turner got let out early. Make jokes about that. That would have been good. Yeah, let's make jokes about him raping someone and getting out early. Because he's white. You love making jokes about rape. I do. <laughs> but it's not real, though. But when the situation is we got food in the fridge older than Brock Turner's sentencing, <laughs> this is really bad. It's so fucking really, serious. Women don't use mascara that fast. And like that's like a thing. Like Women keep saying, I have a pair, uh, I have a thing of mascara that's lasted longer than Brock Turner. Yeah, everyone keeps making yeah, the same joke For some reason, that's a about joke, things like. that have lasted longer oh, you never than paid, Brock Turner's sentencing. <laughs> you, never made, you never paid attention to your girlfriend? Realize how fast she goes through mascara? 
bro? No. God damn, you suck. Bad you boyfriend. do? What the oh, hell's the matter with you? Because oh, I right? care. <laughs> like, oh, babe, is that new mascara? <laughs> like, that's not a thing. No, because it's they mascara. No, because you're an idiot because they constantly talk about it. Oh, my God, I need new mascara. Every fucking week. Oh, my God, I need mascara. But my I've read. done this really my good thing. I'm buying it for you, bitch. No, <laughs> I've done this really good thing where I've learned to tune out the people that I'm with. <laughs> so it's fine. It's like my ex girlfriend gave me this thing about not listening to her enough, but I don't know because I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber quote. Um, but yeah, you can find us all on uh, the Facebook page at The Alcoholicast. You can find us on Instagram at Alcoholicast with a hyphen. You can write us on either of those. Um, you, can you can also write us, write us on our too. Gmail yeah. account, which is Alcoholicast, no hyphen. You can find me on Facebook at Stevie August Bergacy, as well as me on Instagram at fucking the last bibliophile. You can find Adney on the Alcoholicast page, but not on his real page because he doesn't give a fuck about you. He doesn't want to interrupt you. He we hates do want people. to interact with you. We no, just want you to do don't, it Chris, through the Alcoholicast no, 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 page. No, Stevie's saying that because no, he don't. wants all the attention. Nobody no, wants, wants the to interact react. He, he wants all the followers. He, he, he doesn't want us to have followers. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah. I always ask you guys, when are you plugging up? And you guys are like, I'm not going to plug anything. I'm going to plug my thing. Yeah. The important thing is to plug the actual podcast page. Do you never hear Tom Segura like, oh, come follow Tom Segura. No, it's like, your mom's house. I never hear her like, Joe, hey, come follow me. Per-. Well, yeah, Joe, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even that out. <laughs> Joe's a bad example. You can your mom's follow- house was perfect. The thing is, like, you can follow us if you want to. Like, follow the, definitely, like, we're asking you to follow the page, the uh, alcoholic ass page. On and all sorts of social media. We're tagged in it a lot, yeah. so if you want to follow you'll us, you find, can. You'll find us. It's easy. Yeah, the only thing you won't find on our page is, uh, a fucking, cocaine. Uh, cocaine. Cocaine! <laughs> Go gang! You won't find it on their pages, but mine, yes. You will not find any Schedule 3 drugs. <laughs> schedule 2 because I'm white. No, no, no. Schedule 3 because no, I'm white. Schedule yeah, 2 you, because you, if Adney had it, he'd go to jail for a long time. <laughs>